Hello again, this is Michael Jordan. The Craig of introductions. When I came in here last week, I didn't understand the script. It seemed bland and uninteresting, and I thought, well, this must be for Magic Johnson. But I got called this week and was told that I needed to fly my Gulfstream back to Venice, California as fast as possible. So here I am, Craigers. I had a chance to watch that performance two weeks ago. And I gotta say, when you forgot that comedian's name, and then multiple times throughout the show, just killed the vibe with your inability to reach for any creative or informative idea on the spot. It was a, a real monster performance, meaning it was a performance. And you are a monster. <laughs> I have to say, when you forgot all the timestamps, that is when I knew we had a legendary performance on our hands, sure. I had 38 points against John Stockton and the greatest NBA child rapist ever, Carl Malone. But that was nothing like pressing a bunch of buttons wrong on the computer and completely derailing the only joy in a blind man's life. That is some glove-level defense you are playing there, Craigers. And I respect and appreciate it. And our man who will call this an intro the Jordan of all interests, excuse me, the Craigers of all interests. The man who has never once seen the Celtics choke in the playoffs. Although you can set your watch to it, blind, Mike, Mike, Mike. Gear. You know, I like, as much as the next guy, I enjoy pointing out all of Craig's monstrous behavior. I think it's important. <laughs> We support him on the show and everything and promote the things that he does. Mm -hmm. But it should be, you know, church and state. He, what he does in his personal life, that should be brought to light, I think. But I don't know if Hackride should be allowed do-overs. <laughs> you know, he botched it last week. He didn't pay attention. He screwed it up. I don't think he now gets to come back. Listen, we all would have had a lot of fun calling Craig a child molester. Yeah. He's, a, he's a minor attracted person. Whatever the phraseology he makes us use is. That would have been a lot of fun last week. I don't know if he gets to do it this week. It doesn't seem fair. Yeah, I agree. He shouldn't be doing that. That's damn right. I'm just saying he missed his shot, you know? <laughs> come back next week. Yeah, dust, dust off a Jerry Sandusky intro and come back next week. Yeah, this is going to be a theme for the next, like, through Christmas, probably. Yeah, yeah. Generally. Yeah, but by the way, for the, I hate to break the fourth wall. I know most of you are thinking, well, did I turn on Space Jam? That sounds exactly like Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, we have a very special guest I want to get to, but in one second, um, we'll get to him. There's some show business I wanted to tidy up here first. And that's that I've been making a goddamn fool of myself for the last few weeks. Uh oh, It's been brought to my attention by one Justin Trudeau, uh, that every week on this show and lately on why are you laughing? I say to the fine folks, I say, please, I beg you. Go listen to Rubbed Out. It's this true crime podcast that Craig has been doing. Uh -huh. I say all kinds of glowing things about it. I'm very accurate in my description of what the, the, the format is. Mm -hmm. I've been making a mockery of myself. The, the podcast doesn't exist, apparently, I'm told. It exists. Recording episode three on Wednesday. When's the last episode that came out? Uh, Three weeks ago. You don't see how that could be a little foolish of me. There's been there's been a uh, there's been a COVID outbreak and a couple deaths around a the COVID show. COVID outbreak. Yeah, <laughs> I had COVID, so uh, week was off. And then there's been a, a death in the podcast. Uh, uh, one of the 
uh, uncles of one of the show hosts. So uncles, every, yeah. So one of the things been off. Like you had to go to the These funeral. People, if I came to you and said, "Hey, no podcast this week," my uncle died. They'd crucify me. <laughs> they're they're monsters. <laughs> can't allow that. I'm pretty uncle. I'm pretty close with my uncles. Well, yeah, sure. That's what Craig and the other the rest of the group calls themselves the uncles. <laughs> like that. <laughs> It's never. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess go subscribe to Rubbed Out if it ever if there's ever another episode. Episode three Jesus. coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. And then episode four will be in a month and a half. It's always fun to guess when a podcast comes out. <laughs> yeah, we we do say uh, you know it's like uh, once or twice a month. There's no set thing yet. Yeah, that's the spirit. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. So go support Craig, I guess, and you can support us for goodness' sake. Blindmike.net. Uh, go there, sub- subscribe, support the show for free. Um, on all your platforms, all your various platforms like YouTube. That's probably the most important these days, they say. But you've also got Apple, Spotify, everywhere else. Uh, so go subscribe for free. If you want to throw a few bucks behind the show, you can subscribe on Patreon or you become a YouTube member. You get bonus content there. You get Why You Laughing, bonus episodes and uh, uh, episodes a week early. If you want, you know, a, a one-time donation, I guess the best way to, would be to uh, super chat the show. That's what the... Uh, Super chats before and, for, so and we are live, so feel free. I will read them. We are live. Feel free to uh, throw some super chats. And uh, blindmike.net is the easiest way to find all of those links. Uh, if you would like to support the program as well as why are you laughing and who are these socials, all those links are there. Uh, me and Carl just did a bonus episode uh, reviewing Julia Fox's book. That was way more fun than I thought it would be. Um, boy, is that book terrible. The uh, the uh, reaction to it has been very positive from what I've seen. Pe- people seem to enjoy it a lot. Me and Carl only got through the first 25 minutes of the book, which I think is a good sign, given the <laughs> fact that it's 10 and a half hours. Uh, that, that should that should get If we do one every other month, that'll get us through the next few years. Yeah. <laughs> It'll take us longer than Quincy to digest. Um, so, yeah, go, uh, go subscribe for all kinds of stuff like that, even though I guess Carl said the video got taken down. The audio is still up, but the video got taken down for some reason. Yeah, the DeCaro thing all over again. Yeah. Yeah, hey, go after Justin Trudeau, Julia Fox. <laughs> He's the real menace. It's his fault. All right, let's bring on our guest today, who I think is going to hang with us for some of the topics, but I want to talk to him for a minute. He's a, he, Based on some of the things he said before the show, I don't know if he's ever listened to this show, <laughs> even though I've been a guest on his program, everybody... Uh, you guys liked what we talked about him a few weeks ago. I hope you guys have checked out David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show, uh, because our guest today is David Collins. Hello. What's, up, buddy? What's going on, buddy? <laughs> My name's David Collins. I am host of David <laughs> Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. And I, there's a couple of things. I've taken a couple of notes. That you're, you're, that's correct. I'm not too familiar with your show format. Craig, is that correct? You do a true crime podcast, but focusing on COVID deaths. <laughs> yes, yep, that's exactly it. <laughs> He calls it the real crime of the 21st century. Yeah. It's a fascinating format. I haven't heard that before, but I'm glad that you had me on the show today because there was something that we actually needed to confront you on blind Mike. Jerry, let me know that there was an issue maybe earlier this week or a couple weeks ago, you've been spreading rumors about the possibility that I may be appearing on another show, specifically one with Bob Levy. Yeah, well, I've heard this. I heard Hackride was trying to get you to be part of the Levyverse as their newsman or something. Is there, is there no truth to this? Unfortunately, that's that's all rumors. Uh, Levy is very sick, as far as I understand. So there's no <laughs> there's no truth to that at this point. Oh, is Bob Levy dying? I didn't know this. 
<laughs> just doesn't respond. <laughs> Can you hear me, David? Yeah, no problem at all. Craig, <laughs> you'd be a fan of the most recent podcast guest that we had on the show, Joe Gorman. He runs a show called Buff Boys Podcast. Okay. <laughs> and when you search Buff Boys Podcast, you also find a playlist that I believe you may be interested in. I've taken a couple notes here. Rubbed out and maps are a couple key words that we pulled out here. So I just wanted to throw that your way. Joe Gorman, Buff Boys Podcast. Okay. Yes, I actually listened to that episode. I listened to Joe Gorman and the uh, Andy Malafarina episodes, which were which aired after I was on, I believe. Is that right? That's exactly right. So glad that you've become a fan of the show. It's really <laughs> fun that we've been getting so many great comedian guests. Bob Levy was another one that we were hoping to get on the show. Unfortunately, that may have changed at this point. Well, he's so sickly. Yes, I don't know how much longer he has left. That's a good That's point. what we're hearing. Yeah. So what, tell me a little bit about David Collins 30 minute half hour show. First of all, is it available on all platforms? It's available people on having- all platforms. <laughs> you can find it on YouTube, anywhere that you find a podcast. It's, it's a morning radio show of types. I was fired from my radio station back in April of 2022. And uh, we, there was a bout of depression for a period of time. By the beginning of February this year, we decided to start a new show. I combined my efforts with a few comedians in the area that were able to come on as guests on the show or maybe submit a voicemail or two. And we have this new show and now it's really been growing. It's become an international show. In fact, what's a, what's a depressed David Collins look like? Because in my interactions with you, it's all very even keeled. You've kind of been the same. I can't imagine you going up or down at all. What was the depression like for you after you got booted from radio? That's a great question, Mike. I really try not to, (laughs) I try to stay positive on anything that I participate in. So I don't want to get to, you know, a lot of bowling, a lot of kick the can, and not a lot of productivity. Gotcha. I'm really a broadcaster at heart. And, you know, if I'm just sitting in my place by myself, something must be wrong. Okay. And you started radio when you were 18, is my understanding? That's exactly right. And I think that's a common <laughs> thing within radio. I think it's a bug that people get at a young age. Right. Uh, all right. Well, D- David, I know this isn't your usual format, so you're not familiar with the show. How did you find me? friend of the show had recommended i'd have to go back through the emails here but we get emails people suggest guests and we reach out to them through email or through instagram oh. and that way we can try to get a variety of people on the show okay so it's interesting i became a fan of yours it seems like you did not become a fan of mine after interacting <laughs> with me would you say well, we're learning more about you i found out that you're actually a large fan of comedy and not a, people, a lot of people know this about me but i'm also a large fan of comedy and I think we have a lot of a lot of fun facts that we might be able to go back and forth about when it comes to the comedy on <laughs> subject. Who are your favorite comedians? My favorite comedians, Don Rickles, sure, Norm McDonald. Unfortunately, okay. I would say they, the, many of them are dying at this point. It's very unfortunate. I can't name any living comedian that I'm really following. Oh, really? Okay. Matt Reif, of course. I did catch his new special. I'm not sure. It was a little more aggressive, though. I like lighthearted comedy, and that's what I was <laughs> expecting to see, unfortunately. It was it was much darker than I had anticipated. <laughs> Actually, we are going to be talking about Matt Reif's special today. Would you want to just dive right into that? Well, that's interesting. That's something that I might be somewhat familiar with. I saw you were talking about some politicians also. We usually try not to get political, so I'm not too familiar it's, with it's not, the other people it's, you may be talking about. It's not what it seems like, for sure. <laughs> what politicians are we talking about? Ojeda. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's a very serious man. So we'll, we'll save it. Maybe save that uh, for later in the show. But yeah, that's let's get into Matt Rife, Craig. <laughs> What's that? What'd you say? A serious man. 2010. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yes, I'm glad you. I'm glad uh, you have to excuse me. I love a fun fact. I apologize. <laughs> keep them coming. I know. Please keep the fun facts coming. I enjoy them very much. 
Um, yeah, so Craig, let's get... Oh, this is the other gripe that uh, HackRide had with you. And mm-hmm. David, you were on a very professional operation. I know uh, Jerry probably well, that's very sweet. Speaking of HackRide, what a professional <laughs> operation he runs. You see, you can't... It, it's it, it's. <laughs> I swear to God he's going to smile by the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> David, if I said we wanted to break you, would you understand what that meant? <laughs> Rest. I, I really, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I would never wrestle a blind man. No, no, no. I, I not, not wrestle, but like, it feels like the, this is a character to me. Like, uh, you know, like Mr. Imus likes to play characters. Is that is that right? I think that's a that's a common thing throughout radio, where somebody may be more an exaggerated person yeah. on air. That's not the case with you, though. I'm not sure. You know, you, you'd have to ask people close to me, I suppose. Okay. Oh, well, anyways, I was saying, uh, you know, Jer- uh, Jerry runs a uh, professional operation, I assume. Yep. Hackride also mm-hmm. tries to do that, but Craig has been kind of stopping him from doing that because Craig, always, Craig likes to fuck with Hackride, oh. if, I can be, if I can be so bold as to say that. Uh, well, that's good. Every a- show should have <laughs> some sort of heel. I think that's a yeah. good formula. Oh, that's definitely what Craig is. Yeah, I'm so, it's important to Hackride that we have timestamps in the episode mm-hmm. that differentiate the different segments. Yep. I think it helps the listener because we do like three hour shows. Some people don't want to listen to all of that at once. Mm-hmm. You get to skip around, pick and choose what you want to listen to. Right. But it also helps Hackride, who is going back and cutting clips. Now, what Craig does is purposely just pay Hackride no mind when he makes these requests. And it kind of, you know, stunts the growth of the program. Here. Every, show, very frustrating. every show has timestamps. I haven't currently. Said the last one didn't. It did. I'm staring right at him right now. All right. Well, I was asked to, you know, crack the whip here today. So we're talking about Matt Reif. Okay. Yeah. So far, I've got right. three minutes. We have the uh, inside show talk at six right. minutes thirty seconds. David Collins joins the show. Good. And now, wow, is at- this all is this all planned out that strictly ahead of time? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems effortless uh, and it seems very freewheeling, but no, it's all scripted. I see. Now 14 okay. minutes, Matt Reif talk. All right, well, we've hit the Matt Reif mark, so let's get into it. Uh, last we left you, we kind of gave Matt Reif special review, Natural Selection on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And basically, our summary of it was, it wasn't good it wasn't great it was fine it was whatever it wasn't what we wanted it to be right and it seems like it wasn't what his fans wanted it to be either because they are in a tizzy over this david did you have any thoughts on matt rife special have you seen it yet well my thoughts were exactly how i put it before i expected it to be a much more light-hearted special it was very he was going after the audience it seemed i was just there to have a laugh i didn't want to you know we try to avoid the trolls on our show in particular and it's very easy not to get caught up in some of this internet drama as they call it sure and he seems to not be able to get over it so you kind of agree with people that say Matt Rife lost sight of who his fans are cuz the controversy is basically is that what people that- are saying it seems to be basically if I could if I could you know give you the gist, basically it seems like Matt Rife's fans are saying that he kind of geared himself towards women. He was a comedian for women, and right. now this special was sort of an attack on women and femininity and things like that. So uh, his female fans are up in arms because he made like domestic violence jokes and some very offensive things like that stuff that you probably don't go for. 
most shocking to me, it's 2023. You can't say kill yourself in a stand-up comedy special these days. That would be a, there'd be a line that I would draw. Well, you're a fan of a guy like Norm Macdonald, though, who would make jokes like that, I'm sure. It's a, it's a different way. You know, I think it was very targeted the way I would never hear Norm Macdonald telling a story about somebody being on a bus with a lady and him turning to her and telling her to kill herself. That's fair. That's fair. He probably wouldn't be so blunt. So let's get into the controversy here, uh, Craig. What do we got from uh, Matt Reif? Would you like the uh, the Access Hollywood story to start us off? Yeah, I think uh, Access Hollywood always uh, sums things up nicely. So let's hear their take on it. After the joke ignited controversy all over social media, Reif took his Instagram stories to issue a joke apology. Quote, if you've ever been offended by a joke I've told, here's a link to my official apology. Tap to solve the issue, he wrote. The link that Rife included takes followers to a website selling products described as, quote, special needs helmets for children and adults. <laughs> it's very funny. So, so people were very mad about some of the domestic violence jokes in Matt Rife's special. And uh, he, he, he posted what seemed like it was going to be an apology, but instead was a link to uh, helmets for the mentally challenged. David, what do you think of that tactic? I look at it as comedy first, but you might it seems like you might see it differently. I, you know, what he's now he's going to offend the special needs as well. So he's really kind of, he's going to run into more controversy if he's going through that tack. Well said. I think that might be kind of his, his angle though. That's the thing is he's, he's becoming One thing I noticed about out. those pictures. I think started dressing differently since the special though, to try to tame this, tame the controversy also. Did you notice that first picture? It appeared he was in a boy band. It did appear that way. Yes. Yeah. So this is where Matt Rev gets weird is because. He, I, I guess people, the, the criticism came up that I was mentioning where his female fans were outraged by some of the jokes and said, this, is, this isn't the guy we rooted for. And Matt Reif said, well, this special was geared more towards men, which I think is actually kind of a weird summary of your special. Because <laughs> it, it's sort of admitting that he's kind of just a marketer. Like he's right. saying this material, I wanted to get the, the boys on my side instead. I've already got the girls. So I wanted the, the fellas to enjoy this one. It doesn't feel like he's being an honest comedian. It felt like it was a strategy more to try and get the, the dogs us, for us to be like, Hey, Matty, because here's why I think it's a terrible strategy. I'm not like a Matt Rife fan now. I think his response is hilarious. I think it's very funny to basically just call all of your critics retards when they say <laughs> you were too offensive. But I'm I'm not God. I'm <laughs> David likes that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm not now buying a Matt Rife ticket when he comes to Boston or anything. That's where I've shown the helmets. Fired. I'm a little I'm a little taken aback. Those helmets don't look as offensive as what I had pictured. Oh, yes. What were you picturing? Many those helmets are actually very common with youth of all <laughs> ages now. Uh, it helps d d the brain or the skull develop. There's something about that. But there have been plenty of rumors about Matt Reif actually having ghost writers. Do you think he just has so many writers that he has this towards this genre and this towards this genre? And he just wanted to use all this material that he had purchased. Also, th do you think another person might have written that helmet link joke? Oh, interesting, dude. This is why I like having David here. He's bringing up questions we're not even thinking of. That's brilliant. That's very possible. I can't imagine a, a marketing firm being like, I got an idea. Not a marketing firm, but right. Like if he actually has writers, the problem with that is like, won't they just come out eventually and be like, yeah, I thought, I guess you could have them sign NDAs or something. 
but he like doubled the, down I'm not too. Sure. Have you ever dealt with an NDA? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> Luckily. No, have you? Fortunately, no. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Otherwise, we'd be in a lot of trouble. You can't imagine the things that we've said toward about. Uh-oh. Oh, no. We want to lose David? He froze for a second. I think he's still frozen. All right. Well, hopefully David can rejoin us. <laughs> I'll take. I'll back him out first. Up. Oh, oh, did he come back? Is this part of the bit? I never know with him. <laughs> he's back. All right. Hello, David. That's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to have you back. Um, so, so let me play from the special. Uh, do you have the trailer that I sent you from TikTok a little while ago for the last show? Yeah, for his uh, YouTube special. Uh, one second. This is where it. it's hard to root for Matt Rife because he comes off as such a douche. Oh, oh, oh! The, uh, the his new comedy special thing where he's yes. with the cops. Okay, yeah, yeah, I have that. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like the actual trailer. No, no, no. Uh, here we go. Yeah, so this is like here's what we've talked about a lot is I kind of want to root for. Matt Rife. Like we always get the comments and we put Matt Rife in the title. We always get comments from people that don't listen to the show and just say like, clearly you're jealous of Matt Rife. Anyone that hates on Matt Rife must be jealous. Not true at all. I think he's a young comedian that got famous too quickly and has room to grow. The problem is he always wants you to sympathize with his struggle. That's what he really seems to be angling towards to get people on his side is the angle of this struggle. And you might say like, oh, he's trying to make a joke out of it in this, but I really don't think so because he brings it up a lot, how hard he has worked to get where he is today. And it's just not working for him. It doesn't come across the way he thinks it does. So let's see this, um, a video he made to promote his new YouTube special. I'll be back with sound check. He's jacked. I'm sure it's. Matthew Wright. Finally found you. Hey, dude. How the fuck are y'all doing? Why'd the algorithm choose you? What? What makes your comedy so special? Why do people think you're funny? I heard you got lip filler. I heard he got jaw surgery. I heard he gay. He gay? Yeah, he in gay shape. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, right there, like he's referencing his last special. I hate that. That must be the charge. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like he's going to be like self-deprecating here and just... He, he's trying to be. I think he's trying as best he can. Obviously... He's a handsome kid. He got successful very quickly, even though he says he didn't. Uh, he got very successful very quickly. So I understand him having an ego, but it, this is him trying to be self-deprecating, I guess. Y'all literally took it. That can't be protocol. Never did. What am I even being charged with? You're being charged with impersonating a comedian. Mm. You're selling out world tours, but your comedy sucks. Everybody knows they only go into your shows for those traps, those tattoos, and them cheekbones. Eyes. Yeah, I don't trust them eyes. They change in the light. Yeah, it's your fine ass. The jig is up, Matt Rife. <laughs> Time to come clean. K-Cops is always really funny. Are. You know, it sounds like y'all don't know me at all. Like y'all don't know about the 12 years I've been doing this. God, God damn it, Matt. That's not a long time. 
No, especially when you're what? When when this was 28. filmed. When this was filmed, was he maybe 26? Yeah, he, he was a child when he started comedy. That's yeah. not a long struggle that you went through. Fuck it. Joe List is one of the funniest comics on the planet. He's been doing it for 25 years. His special got demonetized because he said the C word in it. Ugh. Fucking like Big J Okerson, another 25 year veteran, has watched everyone he came up with skyrocket past. He was friends with Kevin Hart when he started. That's right. Everyone's blown by him. T- doing it for 12 years and be- becoming the most famous comic in America is not a long struggle. It's so frustrating to hear him keep regurgitating this message of like 12 years, guys. You don't understand. That's not a long time for a comedian to find his voice. Well, I was wondering why there was no mention of the crowd work throughout that sketch. And that's probably because once he says 12 years, he, you realize that he's just counting talk in the hallways of middle school as part of his comedy career. That's probably true, David. But actually, we're getting to the crowd work is definitely mentioned. Don't, don't you fret. Well, that's all I'm looking forward to. You, think <laughs> that, you know, I thought this was all a buildup to his final line of the special. And that was actually what that was referencing. It there's made a, there's lot a little sense. bit of that. Let's hear a little more. Nights I put into editing videos that I'd hope somebody would watch. You know, sometimes the way somebody looks doesn't depict who they are on the inside. You trans? I'm not trans. I'm a comedian. See, like, it's him trying to be self-deprecating, but the joke's not about him, even. (laughs) Like, the joke should be shitting on him for taking himself so seriously. The jokes are all, all, every punchline is, that's how pretty I am. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh, this 12 year struggle. You would think the punchline would be, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't done it that long. Instead, it's a, a trans joke because he's edgy. Don't forget how edgy he is. Remember? It's beautifully shot, though, and I'm wondering if there's a deeper racial element here. Now that I'm watching it closer, <laughs> you think so? You think it's more of a commentary? There must be more thought behind it than what I'm seeing on face value here on the first review. <laughs> you would think there would have to be, but let's keep playing. Maybe we'll get to. The, I love this the, the chief real officer, message. though. That's crowd work. Doing man. good. That's not even true. Have you been to a show? No. Nah, oh, let me back it up a smidge. I'm not trans. I'm a comedian. Barely. All you do is crowd work, man. That's not even true. Have you been to a show? Nah, man. I've seen everything you got online. That's what I figured, man. Where, where are you from? I'm from San Francisco. I love the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. Where'd you meet these guys? Oh, uh, well, I mean, this is my cousin. And uh, we met in basic. Yo, he doing it right now. He crowd right working you oh, right yeah. now. That's not bad. That's kind of fun. The crowd funny. work thing is just a thing I like to do for fun. For me, it's fun for me. If you want to see what else I do, I have my third hour special coming out November 15th on Netflix this time. On Netflix? The real deal. Yeah. Okay. I love Netflix. And look, we'll let you off with a little warning, but only on one condition. My wife is a fan. Unbelievable. What's her name? Her name is Frank <laughs> Aaliyah. Uh, he's really the fan. McQueen. Yeah. Okay. So, like again, the joke—he's trying to be self-deprecating, but it's still like, "Hey, I do so much more than crowd work." It's like, no, just like if that's going to be your angle on it, is like, "Hey, you should respect all the great things that I do," then maybe just leave it alone. Don't even address the criticism because you're not addressing the, all the praise you've gotten. 
Right. You're selling out, you know, $800 tickets in fucking stadiums around the country. You're not addressing how successful you are. You're just addressing the people that criticize you. So you can't really have it both ways, you know? Now, could I get your two's insight? We've asked plenty of guests on my show, David Collins, 30-minute half-hour show, <laughs> about whether or not they're planning on releasing a special on YouTube. Now, a few years ago, as somebody who's not paying too much attention to kind of what's happening in the scene, it seemed that everybody was releasing their first special on Netflix and then later releasing it on YouTube. And he's done it the opposite here. Is Netflix such a reputable source that people say, oh, now it's a real special? Yeah, I think there's a, uh, an element of like, there's prestige to Netflix kind of the way HBO used to have it where it's like, now you're advertising to a base that doesn't necessarily watch comedy. I think on YouTube, like, you know, when Shane Gillis puts out a special on YouTube, all his fans are going to go watch it. And then maybe it gets to some other, you know, similar people that don't necessarily know Shane, but watch similar things. It'll get to them on Netflix. It's getting to people that don't even know his name that have never listened to Rogan even, or whatever that are uh, just looking for random comedy specials. Well, I guess that makes sense. It's so it's interesting as somebody who only started, he only started on TikTok and Instagram, as far as I follow there. And I believe he was on some television shows. So I'm not sure what audience he's left to left to hit. Yeah, so do we also, uh, there's another uh, TikTok I sent you, Craig, the woman that was uh, outraged at Matt Reif. Do we have that? Sure do. Yeah, so let's hear this. This, this is, uh, I think this better outlines the criticisms from his special. Because again, what's weird is they start attacking Matt Reif's humor. That We just watched a trailer that he put out for the special. He's not pretending to be hilarious. I don't know. If it's you know, he, he hasn't misrepresented himself as the greatest comic of all time. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like Matt Reif is about to enter his F around and find out era. I wasn't sure what to watch yesterday, and I saw that Matt's special was in the top 10, and I've seen a couple of clips from his social media, and he seemed pretty funny. Let me tell you, I didn't last longer than three minutes. If this man thinks this opening Uh-oh. joke is funny, hold I'm on, sure hold on, hold on. first woman he's dead. What a great sample size that is. I know, right? I saw one TikTok, which was, you know, probably a minute long. So then I gave him, I allotted him three more minutes of my time. And now I'm going to make a video crucifying the fucking kid. The whole hour's bad. Is there not a sketch at the beginning of the, they couldn't have been three minutes of material. Uh, There's a message in his other special. His Netflix special actually just starts with comedy, believe it or not. So luckily it gets right to the jokes. Last longer than three minutes. If this man thinks this opening joke is funny, I'm sure I'm not the first woman he's disappointed in less than three minutes. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's so, a well-done joke. Because because she didn't like Matt Rev's special, he probably creams his pants a lot when he's with a woman. That's right. Yeah. Been funnier than his opening joke. The hostess who, like, seats you at the restaurant had a black eye. A full black eye. It wasn't like, what happened? It was pretty obvious what happened. But we couldn't get over the fact that we're like, this is the face of the company? Like, this is... This is where you have greeting people? And my boy who I was with was like, yeah, I feel bad for her, man. I feel like they should put her in the kitchen or something where nobody has to see her face, you know? And I was like, yeah, but I feel like if she could cook, she wouldn't have that black eye. Not only is domestic... Hold on. It, it, not a terrible joke. Kind of a street joke, really. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's more, it, it was a little easy. If you want to go after her for something, maybe make it that it was kind of an easy joke that's been done before, but not like the most holy shit. It wasn't unfunny, but it also wasn't like 
I didn't hear that joke and think like, oh, his fans are going to turn on him. That seems like perfect Matt Reif where it's edgy for TikTok, but not like crazy. I can't believe he just said that. I'd be worried he was going to tell the waitress, you better not spill my coffee. (laughs) You're damn right, David. Violence just not funny in general. The fact that he justified being hit because you're not a good cook just makes me Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This feels like an argument from like eight years ago, but he's not justifying it. He's making a joke about it. It's just, yeah, I know. That'd be great. If that, that's like the Nanette method, but like, I got to be serious during this. It, it feels like they brought us back in time to have an argument that we've kind of settled on comedy because Matt Reif's audience is so young that, that they haven't dealt with a controversy like this mm-hmm. where they're like, wait, the guy we like just made a domestic violence we can't we can't support him we've been trained not to allow that like they get they get very confused because their people never push those boundaries so like if you like edgy comedy you would watch matt rife special and say it was kind of bland and if you like tiktok comedy you would watch matt rife special and say oh my god this man is lenny bruce circa 39 i can't he's the things he's saying i can't handle get pushing the envelope in comedy but this was it it was just not funny and it's wild that his team let it through knowing that his audience is primarily female apparently he put out a statement that's such a funny way to live first of all to like a comedian and assume his team is making all of his decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it does seem that his audience agrees. They don't accept it. It seems that his audience is happy knowing that the material is only going through him and not originating from him. And they just want to see material that they enjoy going through him as a vector. It's almost like, I think the reason Taylor or part of the reason Taylor Swift has like so much respect. Is that who we're listening to right now? (laughs) No, No, this is a different lady. Okay. (laughs) Um, Taylor Swift like writes her own music. So I I think people consider her like an old school, like a real musician. Whereas basically what this lady's saying is like, I kind of liked Matt Reif because he's got a team behind him and they shouldn't have allowed him to do this. That's what, that's what's weird is the people that like Matt Reif. And this is what I've been saying. I was really TikTok ladies. I was warned. Warning you, and you all called me jealous and a pig. <laughs> you said I was ugly and Matt was hot, so I must be jealous of him. But really, I was warning you because it seemed like they just liked the formula, and when Matt Rife strayed from that formula, they all lost their minds. This was created for men, but he's gotten to this point because of his female fans. So the fact that his team let him do this, I'd be like, okay, I get that you really are craving male validation, but your audience is female and this is not going to land with them. Like, I don't know if I'm overreacting, but I'm surprised yes. that the execs so, on Netflix. Can I, this is like, like if Shane Gillis does a special called One for the Girls and he just talks about <laughs> a bachelor or something, I'm not going to then tweet at him and be like, what, Shane, I, I, was, I bought tickets to your show. What are you doing? You're not allowed to do this now. You do what I want because I supported you. It's such a crazy, needy, childish, selfish reaction to criticize Matt Reif on this scale because you didn't like this. You individually didn't enjoy the jokes in this special. That's such a selfish mentality. I think in a lot of ways we've gotten past that, which is why I found this particular controversy so interesting because... 
it felt very old. It felt like something we've done over and over again that I kind of thought was dead almost. People being like, can you believe you said this? <laughs> Uh, I think I think it's great. I, I, this is the problem with TikTok is this video. I think it's great for Matt Wright. So yes. literally, I, th- another reason I want to talk about this is, uh, you know, the uh, the skirt has all these liberal friends that uh, you know, w- well-meaning, but they'll, they'll, kind of po- they'll exactly they'll pose this type of argument to me where they're like, "Well, Matt Wright, all his fans are women, so how can he start his special with a joke about domestic violence?" And my answer is just like, "That's what he decided to do." I don't know. He wanted to. He tried yeah, that's, something else. That's 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 a joke that he wrote. You don't have to continue watching his specials. You could be like, oh, I'm not following Matt Reif anymore. I'm not going to his shows. I'm not buying tickets or anything like that. That's fine. But to say he shouldn't have done it or shouldn't be allowed to do it or whatever they're trying to say here is such a selfish, childish uh, form of behavior, I think. I don't know if I'm overreacting, but I'm surprised that the execs at Netflix even let this through and thought it was funny. The guys that let Ch- Chappelle do specials? Yeah, right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Can you believe Netflix allowed this? <laughs> Maybe the only one who didn't cook here. And it's probably going to lose some female fans. But have fun with your <gasps> new incel fans. I don't know. Have fun with your new incel fans. Uh, we're the incels, I guess. Waka waka. Yeah, you know, so not to give her too much pushback, but I'm not sure if many incels are involved in domestic violence. <laughs> that's a good point. That's actually a great point, David. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's true. They're not around them to begin with. With all due respect, yeah, that's very true. No, you make a good point. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but that's the the weird thing is actually I just walked before we did the show. I just watched uh, Chad Daniels' new special. It was not bad, but uh, he he has a joke in there where he says. Uh, no one's actually been canceled. We just shift their audience. Like it might not be the audience you want, but people are still showing up at the shows. Meaning like a lot of people that can't get canceled have sort of now like a right wing fan base or something like people that are forced free speech or all that, even though that's never not necessarily what that comedian intended to be. I don't think Matt Reif is going to experience that. I don't think the, the boys are going to start showing up to Matt's shows just because he got in this trouble. And admittedly had a very good response the just hey you're a retard i think is the way to go about it but uh i don't think he's gaining fans on this one unfortunately i i I think i think he what he is gaining is maybe just less heat online from the the assassins people like people like us yeah dummies like us that are like can you believe this guy's popular (laughs) yeah that's probably like We'll probably go easier on Matt Rife now, and I, not not literally us, but I just mean shows like this that talk shit about Matt Rife. Correct. That's what I think. I think that's a win for him. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of proves to Matt Rife. I think. I think it. I don't know. I, the 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 helmet thing was funny. I think that's actually funny. I think that's a great response. Like yeah. that's. I think how he gets respect. Even the tweet that I sent you that had that Access Hollywood piece mm-hmm. wasn't. Uh, Ian Finance tweet where he's like, "Hey, fuck everyone. I like Matt Rife." Yeah, <laughs> and I think I think you're right. That's what he's getting now. Is people were like, "Well, at least he's funny first. You know, like he cares about being funny on some level." He, I guess. He's showing that like uh, uh, they're they're coming out saying like, "Oh yeah, you know, he only has women." Blah blah blah. But he's proving that he doesn't necessarily care. I think he wants to be a comedian more than a lot of people. Correct. Realize. That's what I was trying yeah. to think of. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. it. I think it's not necessarily he's just doing this so he gets romantic comedies and then becomes a big actor. I think he genuinely wants to be a comedian. 
which I think some people were surprised by. And I think judging by that trailer we watched, I think he's going to go the route of movies and he won't be a comic for much longer. I'm I'm surprised he's not already in a I believe comic. he was he's filmed a movie where he played Dracula, is that right? That was this year. Is that, that right? Is that true? One second. I don't know if you're setting us up for something, David, but <laughs> he might be. Not a, not a lot of people know that we have a I have some friends in the industry. Maybe this didn't just take off here, but you know, not worth not worth looking up. But I do believe that that is the case. He plays Dracula in a movie that was supposed to be released, and it's a oh. Dracula that does crowd work, as far as if I re- recall. <laughs> um, Craig, 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 are you? Don't suck is the name of the movie, right? Directed by R.J. Collins. It stars Jamie Kennedy, Matt Rife. Ellen Holman, Russell Peters, Carrot Top, and more. What? Uh, God damn it, David. You've given us an assignment now. <laughs> we have to do this on Patreon. Oh, there's a trail. There might be a trailer. Hold on. We have to do this right, right now. David, you have no idea the rabbit hole you've just sent us down. Dave, you have no idea. I gotta let me make sure this is the right thing before I, I play it on. You know, Jerry, but. Jerry really wanted while getting he must have come up with that helmet joke while getting his perm. <laughs> Wait, will we ever get to see Jerry? Could we have Jerry on the show at some point? Not with this last haircut. He'd really like to stay off camera. This, <laughs> oh, this okay. week. But maybe right. we'll, yeah, they could find some some clips of him is are on our Instagram, DC 30 minute and a half hour show on Instagram. You can oh, find okay. many clips there of different things that we've done all year. Okay, yeah, this- guys, go follow go follow David for goodness sake. I I hear you're uh I, I noticed you got the the blind mic bump a little bit. You got, a few right. more people checked out the last couple episodes. That was very exciting to get a brand new type of audience there, and people have been very warm. There was even some people wishing me, David Collins, a Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving in the comments on wow. Thanksgiving Day. It was very sweet. That's very that nice. nice. So I have this. Uh, this is a... Don't, don't suck. Yep, it is a... Uh, he's right. It's about comics who are vampires. Is it real? Is it a real movie? It, or is it a joke? It looks real. We can find out right now. Let's watch the trailer. <laughs> let's, let's do it. <laughs> Take a look at the kid that I'm sticking on stage next. Why would I ever do that? You've seen people bomb. This kid next levels it. I am a vampire. I'm neither Team Edward or Team Jacob. I rooted for the sun. He was so scary, he scared the laughs away. I saw you in the back. Oh yeah, I was the guy who laughed. Thank you for that. You ever needed an opener? What's up? I have a commitment for you to open up the brand new Russell Peter special. Pick an opener. The one's going to be appointed for you. If you take me, and I will pay. For Why is Russell expense. Peters allowing you himself pay. to be a part of this? He's the richest guy comedian alive. He's one of those those guys that actually tries to help everyone around him. Is that right? It's what I. That's a vibe I get from him. They seem to set it up as if somebody else will be playing Russell Peters in the movie. Oh, they, interesting. <laughs> I thought. I think that was actually him, though. <laughs> like what? How to hang upside down? I once joined a doomsday cult. By the time I got there, everybody was dead. Yeah. You this feels like a twenty or die sketch or something. It it seems like it, but it's filmed it like a it's real re- movie. It filmed like it's real. <laughs> um, I'm gonna hit play and look and see where I can find how to watch this. <laughs> okay. It's not a routine. I mean, the glowing eyes, contacts, the teeth. It's an odd lifestyle choice, but hey, it's Vegas. But dude, you turned into a bat! Dude, you're amazing. What'd you find, this kid? Only fangs. 
Oh my god, dude, this is real. This is real. Don't do this. Where is it streaming? Um, I'm looking right now. It's on IMDb and shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, is it not out yet? It might not be out yet. Oh, David, you've given us an assignment. We're going to have to watch this now. I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, same. Uh, I guess we should finish this. Uh, yeah. How much time is left of it? Uh, 30 seconds. Okay, let's wrap it up. And drank his blood. <laughs> That's crazy. Do you have any idea what it's like to be emotionally dead inside? Have you met me? I'm a comedian. Oh, nice. Nice burn on the, the ratchet. <laughs> I just think it's too bad. You know, certainly Carrot Top was the second choice to the amazing Jonathan in a role regarding <laughs> a prop or magic comedy set. Does he listen or not? I can't tell. It's too bad. <laughs> Does he pay attention to Blind Mike or not? I have no idea. I can't tell. <laughs> so this is your first time de- interacting with this program in any way, other than when you had me on, right, Devin? Well, unless you've had a guest co-host that I've missed. <laughs> no, no, I don't think we have. Nope, I don't think so. Interesting. He's a tough right. This to is the first time that I've been on this show, <laughs> or really, really any show besides my own since my firing last year. So it's very exciting. Oh, is that right? You haven't done any other. You should. I, I think he'd be a good uh, guest on Hack Ride's show. I know he he seems quite fond of you. I think he'd fit well in this world. Well, you may be surprised to hear there are some communications back and forth between Hackride Studios and our team. So we are working on something coming up very possibly by the second week of December. I mean, that's I think the, at the beginning the, of the show. You called me a liar for suggesting that, didn't you? Well, it was certainly rumors that you were spreading regardless of the of the truth. And you I got to be honest, it's the, the least surprising thing I've ever heard is Hackride yeah. reaching out. <laughs> no, that'd be a good fit, I think. Yes. Uh, all right, so next we're talking about Luis J. Gomez versus Opie. David, do, does that mean anything to you? Do you have any interest in this subject? I, I have very little interest in that subject, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. Do you want to stick around for it, or do you want to head out? You know, I may just view in the background here. Thank you so much for having me on today, Blind Mike and okay. Craig. Yeah, no problem. Everybody, well, check out David Collins' 30-minute <laughs> half-hour show. It's everywhere that you can find shows. Of course, it is a bit of an interview show. But we do talk a little bit about what's going on in my life also. All right. Well, David, yeah, if you do hang out, you can uh, you can hang out, watch the rest of the show if you want. If you want to pop back in, just message Craig yeah. and we'll now throw I you back on. Now, I see there's a private chat here. Is, Mess- there a, exactly. is there a YouTube link or somewhere where I can watch this? Uh, oh, well, you can watch live Blind Mike Project on YouTube, as a matter of fact. Perfect. All right. In, so go watch us live, buddy. All right. And message well, you so much for message having the, me. Message the private chat if you want to jump back on. Yeah. All right, yeah, everyone go subscribe to David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show, DC, 30-minute half-hour show on Instagram. <laughs> Follow David. He's very funny. I don't know. Is he still on? Yep. No. <laughs> I, do, I, do I leave? I'm not sure. I'll, 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 I'll take That's him. That's up to you, dude. You can leave if you want. You don't have to. Oh, I understand. All right. <laughs> Boy, I got to watch that Matt Rife special again. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
<laughs> so David's going to hang out, it seems like, He's and we will talk about this Luis J. Gomez versus Opie controversy because I found that very interesting. Uh, me and Carl talked a little bit about it on the bonus episode. Oh, man. But we got to uh, we gotta break this down. Real quick, so, real quick, uh, Deng yeah. Lizard, five euros. Oh, we, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's just the only one, but it's on Matt Rife before we move on. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Was that an ad for Matt Rife's new movie, 12 Years a Crowd Worker? <laughs> Yes, it, it the, the oppression the Matt has faced. That would be a better subject, I think. A better uh, parody, if that's what they were going for. For sure. <sighs> I enjoyed the David Collins I enjoy experience. him. I hope he comes back. I enjoy him so much. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the greatest. Um, so let's talk about this Lewis versus Opie stuff. Uh, if you guys haven't seen... Um, I know uh, a few shows covered I heard Carl talking about the other day, but... Uh, you know, with the Thanksgiving break and everything, maybe you missed it. So let's refresh people's memories on uh, Lewis versus Opie. Because basically, it starts because someone reaches out to Lewis. And this is something we've talked about before, where essentially Lewis is just spotting a, a nerd, <laughs> like someone who's a cornball, because they're attacking Lewis by using Opie's name, saying, oh, you're, you're the Opie of this show, which is kind of a lame, like, dated reference, and it actually exposes that person that's going after Lewis as much more of the cornball than Lewis actually is. Yes. So that's where this starts, is Lewis responding to someone who is uh, comparing him to Opie, basically. Yeah, do you want uh, the Opie video breaking it down? Let's go through the tweets first, just to give okay. the proper context. Let me get these in the proper order, because there's several. Um, but yeah, uh, shit. David's blowing my mind here. Okay, back on track. Is he still here? No, I, I think oh, okay. he's I think he's about to be in the, the chat, or he's maybe oh, okay. already watching Matt Reif's new special, from what it sounds like. Yeah, so do you think, does he know this show at all? Um, what's your verdict guys in the chat? What do you guys think? Does David, is, does he watch the show? Is he fucking with it? What's going on? I think he, uh, might, but regardless, <laughs> that, that is how the, the David we saw today and that we saw when I was on his show, that is the guy I've corresponded with in every message. Yeah. Before the show, <laughs> it was the exact same thing. Same guy. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was the exact same thing. <laughs> but he's too funny to not, uh, I don't know. He's a funny guy. But, yes. All right. Let's look at these tweets. Um, yep. So um, uh, Opie says, well, let me pull it up here. So let's uh, go with Lewis says first. What, his, what he said first was in response, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. But uh, just go, go, go to the beginning. <laughs> okay. go, go to what Opie is talking about. Why is Opie angry? Okay. Uh, it's Luis J. Gomez. He tweets yes. out, uh, yeesh, an Opie reference. Tell me you're 50 without telling me you're 50. Right. Which is, again, that's not, I guess it's an attack on Opie in the sense that Luis is saying, like, Opie's been irrelevant for a decade. You're old. Yeah. So you old sound guy. like an old man by making that reference. Even like, I'm an Opie and Anthony fan, but I wouldn't think to criticize a current comedian by comparing them to Opie unless like if it was in the context, like if I was on WATP because that's a familiar reference there or something like that. Mm -hmm. But just out in the world, I don't think most people are going to get an Opie reference, you know? So that's really yeah. what Lewis was saying basically. Right. Um, and then now 
Now, fairly mild comment by Lewis. You could say, and I'm willing to say it's a slant, it's a dig at Opie in the sense that he's calling him kind of irrelevant. So Opie has a very measured response and doesn't escalate things at all. What does he say? No, no, no escalation whatsoever. Uh, he says, <laughs> uh, yo, Lewis J. Gomez, um, you piece of shit, stop playing tough guy. <laughs> You piece of shit. Yo, yo, you piece of shit. <laughs> First sentence out of his mouth. <laughs> I have no issue with you and you know it. Take this garbage somewhere else. Go- hold on, hold on. Let's, let's rewind that for a moment. Mm-hmm. No issue with you and you know it. Lewis didn't claim there was an issue. Uh, Opie just can't take any This shit. is where Opie's like, oh, you're lying about me. It's like, Opie... Lewis didn't say anything about you. He's he lying. Be, he be lying. He's lying. <laughs> yeah, Opie is Bobo, oddly. Right. He's become Bobo after right. all these years. Right. Uh, I have no issue with you, and you know it. Take this garbage somewhere else. Go use someone else as your punching bag. Hold on, hold on. He did take it somewhere else. He did. He wasn't talking to you. Correct. He was, he was just on his Twitter responding to someone. That's where he took it. He didn't bring it to uh, Mr. Hughes, I've got a message for you. <laughs> Rattlesnake here. <laughs> it's an overnight from Louis J. Gomez. <laughs> oh, uh, he's a hack. Stop. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, every time you saw me, you showed me nothing but respect and all caps have invited me on your show numerous times. <laughs> yeah. To which I believe Lewis's response was basically like, yeah, I'm a nice guy. I'm like, I'm polite. Right. What do you want from me? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, okay, so so there there are there, there's a lot here. I sent Craig a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a little hard to follow, just in the sense that they keep quote tweeting each other, so that their followers join in and say, like, "Hey, fuck you! I've been there before. I know the I know the drill." Right, but the response to that from Opie from Lewis was the f- the part that really set him off. I think yes, which was. Uh, Lewis says, LOL, Opie, you really are the thin-skinned pussy they always said you were, huh? I mean, I, I don't necessarily consider Lewis J. Gomez a wordsmith, but boy, did he sum that up beautifully. <laughs> beautifully. Like, legitimately, that is, so someone sent Opie that tweet. It wasn't directed at Opie or anything. I'm not saying he's searching out his name. Someone probably sent it to him. But to immediately, to not, like, if Opie said, like, hey, whoa, what the hell is this? Like, I thought we were buddies. <laughs> Why are you making fun? That I would be like, yeah, that is a little weird. Why is it? Because it seems like Lewis is shitting on Opie there. Why is he taking a shot? I would get Opie being like, where's this coming from? But to jump immediately to, oh, yeah, you piece of shit. <laughs> like, this is what I talk. I, you know, I, I say this all the time where it's like, it's hard when someone calls you sensitive. It's hard to defend yourself because if you say I'm not sensitive, it's like, ah, see, we got you. He is sensitive. But Opie's. Leap is he has a brain aneurysm every tweet <laughs> every time someone goes after him and this is classic Opie where back in the day and uh, you know I know Anthony's talked about this a lot but you'd have like Voss and Bob Kelly and Patrice and Bill Burr and these uh, Colin Quinn like these legendary ball breakers this is what these guys are known for is shitting on each other mm-hmm. 
And you have him calling Anthony a racist pedophile and, you know, Norton, this deviant and ugly and all the Voss is a moron. Bobby and Patrice are fat. You have him attacking all these like personal things. And then Voss will turn to Opie and say that his shirt looks gay. <laughs> and Opie will be like, really, Voss? Really? You want to go there? <laughs> really? Okay. Okay, I guess we're bringing things up now. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus, man, why, why do you bring it to that level? That's where you want to go. Oh, that's where you want to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what he's doing to Lewis now. So it's, they, they, they go back and forth. Let's hear a couple more. Um, Opie says, uh, not a fan of phonies that play it one way when they see me and talk behind my back. P.S. Your special is really bad. I, I, and this is where we get stuck with guys like Opie. Behind my back, he has Lewis has one hundred and twenty thousand Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. That's not behind your back, like saying something on a podcast or saying it on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere else like that. That's not behind your back because they're doing it with the assumption that you might see this. Correct, and especially Particularly if you follow them, and Opie will see it. Opie will definitely see it, but just like Lewis in general, he has enough followers. Like he's always getting into fights like this. So sometimes I'll scroll past it. But even if I do that, 10 people send me this where they're like, oh, you got to cover this, you know? Right. So, like, it, I imagine to Opie, it gets to him much quicker. Correct. So it's not behind your back. That's where Opie always, like, everyone's out to get him. There's this sinister plot. Like, everyone, and where Lewis is vindicated and all this, he's basically started, this all started because Lewis basically said, you're making an Opie, Opie reference and Opie's irrelevant. So it shows how silly you are. Exactly. Opie's response until Lewis tweeted it out had like 500 views. Right. So was he wrong? I don't know. Like if the guy that created the Opie and Anthony show is getting less views than us on videos. Yeah, that's not good. Like, isn't that, isn't that kind of true? What Lewis is saying then? Like, why are you so, are you that angry because it, Maybe touches a sore spot. Is that possible, Opster? The value in the name Opie and Anthony is clearly the Anthony side of the name. <laughs> I would think so. But but to be fair, mm-hmm. a lot less people are watching Anthony's stuff now, too, than you know, 10, 15 years ago. You I know? mean, he tweets out, though, and he's still getting like crazy engagement and numbers and stuff. Yeah. Well, he's saying he's also saying some controversial uh, things. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm not I'm not arguing whether or not uh, Anthony is more talented. I think that's clear. But I'm saying together that that brand together was what made it popular. Correct. You, There's and, no doubt about that. You, need, you needed Opie for sure for that show to be what I, it was. The, the episode we just put out of Why Are You Laughing, and I think I just saw uh, someone comment this that I think kind of summed it up beautifully. And I think I assume I, that we recorded that one so long ago. I assume we touched on this in the episode, uh, but shame on us if we didn't, because I've always said that Opie, like, Opie had a talent. Yes. No, we definitely talked about that for sure. Norton and Anthony were non-confrontational guys. Correct. Particularly in the radio. So, like, they're not going to call out, you know, E-Rock for being lazy or not. They might make fun of him. If it comes up, but they're not going to drag him in to berate him for not doing his job. All the, they're non-confrontational guys. Opie reveled in controversy. So if there was something going on behind the scenes, if there's something going, if something doesn't smell right with Tucker Max's book or whatever, Opie's going to bring it up. Now, part of that has been exposed because Opie's 
less funny than the other two guys. So he has to rely on shock jockery. So there is part of that, but I also think it's a skill that Opie had. I don't think saying Opie's less funny than Jim and Anthony isn't an insult. Those no. are two of the funniest guys ever on radio. Correct. You know what I mean? Like it's just he was le- he was the he should have been the straight man. Instead, he became the sensitive bitchy one, <laughs> which was also fun. <laughs> sure, in its own right. In its own right. Um. So yeah, he says not a fan of phonies that play it one way and then see me and talk behind my back. P.S. Your special was really bad. Lazy comedy relying on really dirty material. Go back to your circus tent. Now it's interesting because. I don't agree. I like Lewis's comedy, but I think that would be the criticism of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if this was debate club and I was against Lewis J. Gomez, those would probably be the arguments I would use. What I noticed is that's exactly what he says about Jim Norton's comedy now. Oh yeah. It's interesting that that's just everyone that Opie doesn't like is a wannabe edgelord that isn't doing it up to Opie's standards. When in reality, I don't think Opie watched Lewis's special. No way. There's the odds that Opie just watched it randomly. Cause Opie doesn't keep up on that stuff ever. Um, I think he sat down for a half hour and watched Lewis's special. I think there's enough comments that he could have uh, looked at them and been like, Oh, people didn't like it. Oh, but I think that's, I think that's Lewis's persona too, that he puts out there that he like Legion of Skanks, the most offensive podcast on earth. Or whatever. I, I think if you've never listened to one second of Lewis, you know that the area to hit him would be, you know, fake, edgy, shocking, racist, that sort of shit. Right. Um, and, uh, Lewis responds to that with Opie, you created something that people cared about 25 years ago, and you have not created a single thing that anyone has enjoyed since. Boy, Lewis is hitting a lot of bullet points here. Yeah. People, this is a good one. People use the name Opie as an insult. Think about that. You're irrelevant trash. Thanks for watching my special. I, like most others, have not watched anything you've done in a very long time. <laughs> yeah, unless, basically, unless you're Carl Hamburger. Yeah, you haven't watched much Opie. The, the only people that have watched Opie are people that are watching the clips that Carl pull, pulls for us. Right. You know? right. <laughs> and Lewis is right. That's where I'm saying, like, Opie's insult to Lewis is kind of this generic thing that anyone could have pointed out. And then Lewis really pinpoints the sensitivity that has haunted Opie for decades now. Yeah. But uh, we have a video of Opie talking about this here. Um, do we also have, could, could we play first the clip from Legion of Skanks? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, well, let's hear that first. because I thought this was one interesting thing because Lewis also hits on something I've been talking about, about the uh, dabble verse. At all, because it's like, you I don't, here's the thing, I don't like the fuck, all the shit that like Kevin Brennan and Shuli and all these guys that they go after each other on Devil Twitter. Verse. I hate it. Sure. I think it's fucking. I think it's gay. I think that's all fun. Like, I go. I like that Jay clearly follows all of it. <laughs> Dabbleverse. Dabbleverse. Oh no, no, you say it's gay? Yeah, no, no, no. I get, no, totally. Those guys are gay. Imagine wasting your time with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on that subreddit every day. Gay as hell. Guys, <laughs> they go after each other on Twitter. I, sure. I think it's fucking. I think it's gay. Sure, yeah, no, of course you would. He's so defeated. I remember I rewound it again because he's so defeated when he says sure. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's for queers, right, Lou? Sure. <laughs> Each other on Devil Twitter. Verse. I hate it. Sure. I think it's fucking. I think it's gay. I think that we're all funnier than that. So I don't. 
I don't like the contrived radio drama. And I think part of it, he was like, oh, let me lean into this and fucking have a, a, a two days of relevancy because the only time anybody's been fucking talking about Opie for a little while. So after this, literally by, by the end of this episode, I'll be done talking about fucking Opie and that'll be that. Yeah. And so, first of all, I think he's right. And especially with, like, so I'm really into radio drama, as you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I like, like, with Kirk's show, to, it, it's never fake. I think a lot, the stuff that I like about Barstool isn't fake. Uh, I think even the stuff with Carl, like, Carl versus Stuttering John, it's not fake. You can say John gets very repetitive, but, like, Mm-hmm. It's not fake. <laughs> you know, like John right. literally would try to get Carl taken down. So eventually Carl just started responding to it. That stuff's not fake. What's fake is Kevin Brennan is friends with Bob Levy and then their arch rivals and then they're friends again and they're on each other's show and then Chad pops in and then we hate Chad and then we like him again and then we try to get Shuli taken down. But Bob is on Shuli's show and then Bob's on Kevin's show. It, it That stuff to me gets very corny. It's them trying to do oddly what Opie and Anthony did very well. Again, something that I didn't find fake. All right. So it's them trying to emulate that. But what's interesting about like Lewis's commentary here, even whether or not he meant it this way to me was very meta. Cause I took a lot from it where it's interesting in the sense that Opie had a large hand in creating all of this. I mean, Howard Stern, I would say more so, but I think the Opie and Anthony show was more real than the Howard Stern show. So Opie can take solace in that. And yet now he is devolved into getting into this fake drama where like, Opie is mad at 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 some nothing comment because he knows in while he says like Lewis is irrelevant and all this stuff he knows that reacting to Lewis gets him way more buzz than anything else he's tweeting out right right Um, so yeah we just played a you know thirty second clip from Lewis Uh, Opie I assume had the same again measured response there is another uh, clip from that show. There was two. Uh, oh, is oh that oh this was interesting. I almost forgot about this. Yeah, the blacklisting thing. Yeah. So to mention, uh, why are you laughing again? We talked a lot about the um Howard in the Howard Stern versus Opie and Anthony episode, uh, which did very well. Go check it out if you haven't yet. Um, but people seemed interested in the aspect of uh, Howard silencing Opie and Anthony. And that's what like made me more of a fan of Opie and Anthony than Howard, because it seemed very phony of Howard to, uh, you know, beef this guy for free speech and everything. And then literally put a gag order on another show. Right. Well, as uh, often happens, we become the things we hate and we knew what a thin skinned pussy Opie was. Um, and there, there have always been like rumors like this. It was, I just thought it was interesting to hear Zach, uh, Zach Amico actually talk about something that seems he's not getting a lot of pushback on this. It seems like it absolutely happened at Sirius XM. Oh, he looked well. Look, it's, it's, he's a crazy we talked person. about it on the show. He's a crazy I mean? like, and he's fine. also like always kind of had a thing. Like for instance, say if me and Lewis had done a ton of demos for Sirius XM, and then someone took us aside and said, I had to stop talking about Opie because he heard about it already and hates me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that? What's that? Okay. <laughs> it was true. What do you want me to say, Zach? Yeah, no. Me and Lewis did demos for Sirius like 10 years ago. Yeah. We started Realize Podcast to make it a serious show. And I made an Opie joke on one of them. And I was taken aside by a producer yeah. to say he heard about it and to don't do that shit because he will blacklist you. 
Jesus Christ. So I assume that's E-Rock or Sam. Looking out for I would imagine. or something, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I may, Maybe someone we don't know, but that's what, that, those would be my go-to guesses. So literally, and this is 10 years ago. If Opie's still at Sirius, this is like 10 years ago, basically. And that means Lewis and Zach are like very new into comedy. Opie and Anthony was still on the air, not just Opie. If Opie and Anthony was still on the air, this is 10 years ago. Yeah, and that's crazy um, that Anthony would... Uh, he must not have actually known. He wouldn't give a shit. I'm sure my guess is, with the little I know of Anthony, my guess is he heard that, rolled his eyes, and was like, that's Opie, but that's not worth getting into with him, you know? Right. Um. So, yeah, so these are young young comics trying to start it serious, and because they made a joke about Opie, Opie went to management and said they shouldn't be allowed to work here. They shouldn't be. That's that's like, that's crass. That's that's Opie in a nutshell. That's who Opie is, and that's the stuff he'll never he'll call that a lie. I'm sure, whatever. But that's the kind of guy that Opie is. So now let's hear Opie's response to all of this. Because, like I said, the Legion of Skanks guys, the people he calls you know wannabe edge lords and all that stuff, they had a pretty measured response to this. Mm-hmm. What's the Opster say? Back and forth. This Gomez uh, took some cheap shot at me, and I. I hit him with a sledgehammer, and then I turned off my Twitter. Okay, and I hold just- on a second. <laughs> There's a couple of things there. Hey, I hit him with a sledgehammer. I mean, to be fair, it kind of was in response, that response to what he said initially. It's kind of like, Jesus, dude. It was it was more of like a car backfire where you're like, what, what the fuck was that? Or he oh. took he took oh, a it was nothing. <laughs> he took a sledgehammer and hit a rake with it, which bounced back up into his own face. <laughs> As he's been doing <laughs> since the Opie and Anthony show ended. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hit him with a sledgehammer. This is where Opie's like fake bravado gets him nowhere. Mm-hmm. Cause like who does he think he's fooling? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Let's see. I enjoyed the rest of my day. What? How did? By the way, that's such not a true. We just bullshit. read a series of tweets. Yeah, I was gonna say that's also just a big pile of bullshit. I turned off my Twitter. Now we'll get to uh, <laughs> some of the Twitter activity <laughs> that we're involved in in a second. So he definitely didn't uh, turn off his Twitter. But let's hear the rest of this rant. He get me, brah. <laughs> I hate two faced people. I hate phonies. You know, Luis Gomez is... Uh, By the way, I don't know if you hear this. This is one of the uh, biggest broadcasters in the history of the uh, medium. Certainly comedy radio. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> is an, eh, He's like an average... For the people that don't know, he's like an average comedian. Uh, he's not even close to as good as the rest of the New York comics. But, uh, you know, the, the New rest York comics seem to... <laughs> All of them? <laughs> Like open mic, he's an average comedian, but he's not. How he has to be better than some of them. Has to be, or Skankfest doesn't. Average. That's how average works. <laughs> but what they kept pointing out on Skanks, I think uh, Big J was the one saying, like, you know, when you hate someone like that as passionately as he seems to, like when you're this angry, I mean, you're two at least two levels above whatever they're claiming you are. Yeah. So they're like, he thinks you're pretty good. Yeah, right. <laughs> if, he's, if he's insulting you saying he's average, if you thought, <laughs> it means like not bad. If you were actually nothing, he wouldn't even waste his time responding. Exactly. He's a very good, he's a very good promoter. He does a very good job with Skankfest, but he's not really a great stand-up. Hold on. Opie, this is where again, Opie's fake. He's ranting about Lewis being funny. How would you know Skankfest is good? Yeah, no kidding. I've been there every year. I've, I've seen Anthony there. I haven't seen you. <laughs> I don't see well, so maybe he's lurking around. But he could be. 
Yeah. He honestly wasn't good enough to be on the Opie and Anthony show back in the day, and he certainly tried, but he just wasn't good enough. Okay, another lie. This is what Opie does. Everyone he feuds with, they're, like, jealous of him. Right. So he certainly tried to get up on the Opie and Anthony show. Lewis was in comedy for maybe a couple of years when Anthony got fired for like four minutes <laughs> and it, and, and Lewis's friends were barely starting to get on. It's like Dan Soder had been on a couple of times. Krista Stefano had been on a couple of times um, before Anthony got fired. It's like that crew of guys was barely scratching into the Opie and Anthony show. I think they were a couple years away from having like Mark Norman Don and Sam Marill and Tim Dillon and that group of guys. Right. So like Lewis, the idea that he'd be bitter about not being on the Opie and Anthony show, he wasn't close to being ready for that yet. Right. Like it did. It, it wasn't possible. It's like me being now being bitter for not having been on the Howard Stern show in its heyday. Right. It's like I was fucking 12 when he left terrestrial radio. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Years, you know, he takes little cheap shots at me. When I got let go at Sirius XM, he was pretty happy about it. For what reason, I don't know, because I was always very, very nice to him. You know? Um, okay, probably- this is another where Opie fogs the timeline. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is when, like, the Skanks guys were on Anthony Cumia's show, they would laugh at the jokes Anthony would make about Opie. That's okay. what Opie's like bitter about. Right. But the tie, he goes, I was always very nice to him. Opie met Lewis long after that, like years after. Right. And the thing is, though, it's like they were saying horrible shit about Opie back then. <laughs> well, I don't know if those guys were, though. No, they were. I, that was when I was like full blown in on compound media. It was that time. They were saying horrible shit about him. They would just trash him all the time. I mean. Like all the time. Oh yeah, but they weren't. Go- they were making. They were saying he wasn't funny. They weren't like going after his. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. kids. Yeah, but I mean, like, but what they were saying, if Opie heard it, he would be reacting like they were in his front lawn, like oh, <laughs> setting it on course. fire. Of course, he would be. Yeah. All the grudge because he was never on the Opie and Anthony show. But the fact is, he just never made the cut. He wasn't good enough. And then, um, <laughs> and, then and this is again that. where Opie gets all fucked up because he also says Jim Norton wasn't good enough to be on the Opie and Anthony show. He was the <laughs> Opie like, well, and Anthony show. Well. <laughs> uh, Anthony's network and, you know, quickly started trashing me because everybody that works for Anthony has to trash me. So then um, one day I went over to Gas Digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So he, started, he starts explaining like they're really, it's, it's a, a lot more of the same where he's like, I was nice to Lewis. How could you betray me like this? <laughs> when Lewis is like, ah, I was making a fucking joke, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> now, can we get to one more tweet from the Opster? Uh, yeah, we sure can. <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> wait, 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 are we friends with him? Okay. I was like, I hope we're talking about the same one. Yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, so somebody said, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm minding my business on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I hop on Twitter. I see a few more notifications than usual. <laughs> Why would that be? Uh, someone named Carly said, at Opie Radio, you heard uh, at Blind Mike singing your praises on YouTube? Happy Thanksgiving. Which gets quote, quote tweeted. <laughs> thanks, Carly. <laughs> quote tweeted by Opie. It says, well, thanks to at Blind Mike then. <laughs> You're welcome, Opster. You got it, buddy. <laughs> Anytime. The man. <laughs> he, he's always been great in my book. Oh, we were best pals. I've always defended him. Yep. You know, yep. I've always been singing his praises. We work for the same people, you know. 
That's very funny. That's how like needy Opie is for praise. Yeah. Where someone just says, hey, th- there's no facts behind it. I don't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> and someone just goes, hey, did you hear Blind Mike singing your praises? He's like, wow, thanks, buddy. Hold I on. really appreciate you having my back. Hold on. Let's, let's pause for like two seconds and say some nice things about Opie and hope someone clips it and sends it to him. Oh, I mean, uh, the, Op- the Opie and Anthony show wouldn't be the same without Opie. That's what a lot of people forget is, you know, you hear this stuff. He steered the ship. Oh, that's a way of putting him down. Mm-hmm. What really was the truth Mm-hmm. was he was the only one that wasn't afraid of controversy and conflict. Right. And that's how he made the Opie and Anthony show so much better. Right. And like Anthony would just, especially Norton too, would just derail the show with his impressions and stuff. But their little jokes, yeah. their quips, they're trying to make each other laugh, distracting from the show. Sure. Yeah. But I, he shouldn't have got fired for taking a picture of that guy taking a shit either. That was just crap. That was crap. <laughs> okay. Fun, fun little pun you threw in there at the end. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, we're friends with the Opster, I guess, huh? I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, so, so kind of lying under all of this is that David Collins just, like, left? Yeah. Huh. He's gone. Do you think we'll ever, as mysteriously as he arrived... <laughs> I think I don't think he liked what he saw. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. It's it really seemed like he didn't want to do the show. I don't know. <laughs> but I love. Him. I thought he was hilarious. That little at the end where he's like, "I'm really gonna watch this, man." Right? <laughs> I don't think he knew he was still on the fucking thing either. But I think he did. I think he's a genius. He might be. Either way, I I, I, I think buy. He's it. very funny. I believe it. Either way. Hmm. Either well. way. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's switch gears here. Yeah. Uh, oh, I almost forgot this. So I want to get into this uh, Joe Rogan episode. Yep. I, I I don't know if you guys will be on board with me on on this one, but I just found this very funny. Where uh, we were driving around for Thanksgiving, whatever uh, me and the skirt we're listening to ends, and the Joe Rogan experience comes on, and it's an episode with Joe and the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, mm-hmm. and they're talking about. This workout they did. So we saw pictures on Instagram. I think we might have even mentioned it last week, mm-hmm. uh, but I hadn't heard this episode yet. So the guys, it's it's Rogan, Duncan Trussell, Shane Gillis, Tony Hinchcliffe, and Brian Simpson working out with The Rock in Austin. Correct. And I so I saw that I saw that and I thought, oh, that's like kind of funny. I'm sure they were just like fucking around a little bit in the gym, whatever the seriousness with which these two guys talk about this workout. I like it has the makings of a Disney movie. It like, seriously this, does. This ragtag group of comics, I think is going to be the underdog story of the year. <laughs> like, um, because the way they talk about this workout, it's inspirational. Truly is. And I'm a big fan of the rock. Um, people pointed out that he lied a bunch in this. I'm sure he probably oh, did. did he? Apparently, just his timeline was probably off. Talking about you know going to fight for uh, um, oh man, what was that other promotion? Um, when you saying he was talking to Ken Shamrock about going to fight, uh, I didn't get that. I got I got like fifteen minutes in. They were talking about motivation and working out. I'm, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching the whole thing. I watched the entire thing. I'm like, all right, Joe Rogan's gonna be like, dude, what was it like being the fucking Rock? And it just like barely came. <laughs> this was, this is what, so I, we basically changed it. Cause I was like, am I crazy? Or is this really boring? It was super fucking boring. 
Is it just them talking about, you know, then I worked my tries on Tuesday. Yeah. The best part of the podcast was The Rock talking about how funny Shane Gillis was. And then Rogan going, yeah, Shane Gillis just kept going, uh, you know, that's the fucking rock over there. <laughs> We're gonna with the, rock. Really, the energy that I felt is like the rock is like, listen, I've risen to superstardom. I'm legitimately one of the most famous people on the planet. It was nice to be called gay as hell for an afternoon. <laughs> you know, it was nice to have that bring me down to earth. I also found it hard to believe that the rock had never done a cold plunge before. Well, let's hear a little bit about this ragtag group of ne'er-do-wells that inspired these two so much. Yep, we're good. We're good. And we're up. What's happening? Oh, man. How fun was that? Oh, that was a blast. We had a good day. Dude, that was three hours. Yeah, we got uh, Shane Gillis, Brian Simpson, Asan Ahmad, Tony Hinchcliffe, Duncan Trussell, you and me. We had a fucking banging workout. If it was Hassan Minaj, Hassan. I never would have believed this story. It would have been the biggest lie of all time. Oh, sure you did, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <laughs> uh, we did the cold plunge. We did the whole experience. We did the sauna again. Yeah. <laughs> cold plunge again. I did cold it Cold plunge, man. Yeah. That was great. And I, I love what you're doing down here, by the way, with the boys. Yeah. Getting them down here, giving them this opportunity. <laughs> this is the energy I'm talking about, where... I think in The Rock's mind, these are like special needs children that Joe has taken in it was, under his wing. It was Shane Gillis. That's the common trope with him. <laughs> I really love it. I love what you're doing with the boys down here. It's really inspirational. I love what you're doing the with the, the little fellas. <laughs> like, like, hey, this year, then you know, they're not going to do much. Next year, I think we're making states with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is a squad that could get to regionals if you if you keep this tutelage up, Joe. This this is uh this is when I need the rock to come back and then not talk about this shit. <laughs> Just get into his wrestling stuff, please. Let's keep going. To get after it, not only in their craft, but also getting in shape. Yeah, there's and those guys are really good. Two dudes with diabetes today. <laughs> Like, they just don't work out. You yeah, know? so I'll give it to Rogan because, like, he does try to keep it a little lighter at first. And I think he gets sucked into this, like, inspirational talk. The Rock was truly inspired by watching fucking Shane Gillis plank, I guess. Yeah, it's like they almost forgot the cameras were on. He can't get over it. He's, he's, <laughs> he's amazed by this. But we're doing it now. This is the third week. Yeah. And we've been talking about it forever. But when Shane moved to town... He's like, dude, I got to get in shape. I got to, I got to do something. I go, listen, let's start on Monday. That's <laughs> the first one there. <laughs> What's next? Uh, next we have, uh, thanks, Joe. Well, th this is like, <laughs> the way, I, I, I can't, I'm not going to do a good job explaining this segment or walking you guys through it. Either you're going to get what I'm talking about or you don't just by listening to the energy coming out of the rock here. Wait. Uh, great way but I, I i like working out with those guys you feel it yeah you feel their desire and none of them quit none of them no they hung in there out they were there they hung in there through the sauna they hung in there through the cold plunge everything yeah it's yeah. just they want to do it it's you know sometimes people just need a little help they're not used to doing it they want they know they want to get in shape but they don't know how that's right they don't know how to take that first step and they just need a little bit of help especially if it's different with you, and luckily for me, too, we grew up in that environment right. where it pushes us, and it's what we do, mm -hmm. and it's part of our DNA, but you get to, and all those guys, it's really cool. They they look to you for the, <laughs> show me the way, and they do it. Just Tony Hinchcliffe looking over longingly. 
What do I do, Papa Joe? <laughs> Come on, Joe. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, here's a hammer curl, Tony. Here's how you do it properly. <laughs> to just imagine like going to the gym you're usually at. And The Rock shows up, <laughs> like, fuck, I can't lift anything in front of the this Rock guy. and Joe Rogan, mind you. <laughs> yeah, well, Rogan kind of is, like, what it sounds like he's been training them, but if he, you know. I, I assume, I, well, I don't think this is, uh, you know, uh, an anytime fitness. I'm assuming Rogan has something no, to no, do it's, with his it's, studio. Yeah, it's, his, it's in his studio, but just imagine yeah. they're like, all right, yeah, we're going into workout like we do every day, and The Rock is there. <laughs> the Rock might start just going to gyms to watch everyday schlubs and get inspired. That, he loves it. That would be a, a Unbelievable. It's like, oh man, the yeah, look they, on their faces. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, every day I just thank God that I'm here and I can teach people how to do these roads. <laughs> when I see Duncan Trussell high on shrooms doing, <laughs> <laughs> doing upside down crunches. <laughs> yeah, the Trump speed dating guy is doing planks. <laughs> well, they, they realize once they've done it a few times, they walk out here, they feel so good. They feel so, like, I get text message from, each one of them, they're like, oh, I feel <laughs> fucking great. I, feel- <laughs> that can't be true, right? They're all texting him immediately. Joe, thank you. I appreciate everything you've ever done for me. My God, the elliptical changed my life. <laughs> not, not, you know, promoting my special and helping me get insanely wealthy. And uh, you invited me down here to Austin, which is a new hub of comedy. No, no. <laughs> it's that you threw me into a really chilly pool. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe. Uh, here's uh, more of the boys. <laughs> the, the boy, he, the Rock loves the boys, especially one better. And then slowly we're gonna ramp things up. Mm-hmm. So this is week mm-hmm. three. Today was their hardest day, but yeah. it was just you know when you were here, I was like, we gotta, we gotta. We go got- hard. The Rock's here. We gotta go. Hard. <laughs> we lit it up. We lit yeah, it up. We lit it up. But they hung in there, and, and everybody walked out with a big smile on their face. We all had a great. Yeah, time. they worked out so with good. the Rock. Yeah. This is yeah, it's so being good. portrayed I, as if like. Yeah, Gillis raised his hand at one. Is this our inspirational speaker yeah. for the day? <laughs> well, that's how it kind of sounds like. <laughs> I like him from wrestling. <laughs> These aren't children. Uh, <laughs> 35, 40 year old men. I actually meant to listen to um, the latest Matt and Shane after this because he notoriously talks so much shit about The Rock all the time. Oh, is that right? Yeah. He's joking, but I just want to hear him backtrack. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I, and I told some of the boys this, like, I miss that kind of stuff because it's been a while. Well, while I was giving uh, uh, Hassan Ahmad a noogie, <laughs> I was telling Tony. <laughs> you guys can't lift this? You know, since you know I, I was giving Tony a few roast joke ideas. <laughs> Rewind, I want to hear that again. While I was telling the boys this. We lit it up. We lit yeah, it up. We lit it up. But they hung in there and, and everybody walked out with a big smile on their face. We all had a great time. It was so good, man. Yeah. It was so good. And and I I I and I told some of the boys this. Like I miss that kind I of think, stuff. I think I think what is getting me about him saying the boys is I'm just imagining him <laughs> after like yeah, so me and Sean Gardini are going out for ribs later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm smoking a bowl with Lemare Lee. <laughs> I would pay to watch that. Me and the boys. <laughs> I want to. I want to see Lemare get high and talk about anime with The Rock. That would make me so happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Matt McCusker's talking to me about the Crusades, and, <laughs> and I'm saying yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> You know, since I worked out with the boys back when I was wrestling, mm-hmm. we'd all work together because we were traveling together. 
every night and go into the same gym every day and or different cities. But I miss that. That comes. <laughs> I miss it. And yeah. it was just like when he was training with, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> and fucking uh, Gold Dust. I don't know the era too well, but you know what I no, mean. That's actually his first match was with Gold Dust. It's exactly the same <laughs> as when a, a man on LSD with a long mop of hair named Duncan Trussell <laughs> was trying to figure out if he could curl 40s or not. Dude, yeah, after the workout, Duncan Trussell was probably, you guys aren't going to believe this, I I saw The Rock the whole time we were in here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple more, right? Yeah, this is cold plunge. This, this goes on, it's like 15 minutes of The Rock just being like, man, it was good to be back in the gym with the boys. The boys were really, you know, the, the weights got me fit but the boys got me mentally fit. Yeah. Um, I think this was almost three hours or just under. This yeah. was more than half of the episode was talking like this. Oh, did they get back to this? Just the whole time. Just talking. Then they started talking about uh, fighting and stuff like that. But it was, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. it was That's the same. I, out, I think it was the same energy the entire time. Yeah. The entire time. But uh, here they are talking about cold plunges. Uh, but we did it reverse today. Was it because how come we did it reverse? Well, today those guys are was, not really ready to get in the cold plunge first. <laughs> they're not ready. That, that's don't next dive level. Yeah, yeah, that's next level. Look at the Rockies getting my, my guys. They're not ready yet. <laughs> come on, you're yeah. not talking about my guys like that. Now, the guys I saw earlier, they can definitely go cold plunge first. You're telling my beautiful dogs aren't ready. <laughs> 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 He's got all the references down. <laughs> After the sauna, because it's easier. Because your body temperature hey, is hey, heated. Hey, Shane, Shane, he died like a dog, didn't he? <laughs> I, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Died like a dog. <laughs> and there's a certain amount of relief when you get into the cold water because, yes. you know, in that 185 degrees for 20 minutes. Yes. When you get in that cold, then your body relaxes. And I just did it. I just want to get him the, accustomed to doing a sauna and press the shit out of me. Three minutes is the first time. You did too. Three minutes your first time. Thank you, man. Yeah. It was awesome. You just stayed <laughs> calm as fuck hey, in there. just happened to be one of the boys. <laughs> just happened to be one of the boys. He's talking to one of the most famously jacked people in the world. I'm like, dude, you did great. <laughs> there, is, there is like a, there is a dodgeball level comedy here. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. if it's like Gillis, Tony Hinchcliffe, <laughs> Duncan Trussell, Brian Simpson, and The Rock. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the average Joes in the weightlifting competition. <laughs> yeah. There, there's something here. Shane, I'm going to text Shane, I think. Get to work on this. There's, there's a buddy comedy budding here. Yeah, The Rock is Patches O'Houlihan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Rogan, because like, they all look up to him. <laughs> oh, that's true. Would The Rock be the bad guy then, maybe? He'd have to be. I guess. Yeah. He, I'm, he, see, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the rock as a Vince Vaughn type. Like we don't even realize how jacked he is, you know, oh, <laughs> he's, yeah. just, he, he's just kind of their leader. Like he they just, all look up because he's one of the guys. You know? He happens to be one of the best dodgeball players ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing to do. Yeah. Right? You get yeah. in and I heard you coaching the boys mm -hmm. breathe. Yeah. You're good. Just accept it. Just accept it. <laughs> I heard you coaching the boys. The boys. That's what I like the most. <laughs> the boys. He, he keeps, these are men in their 30s. Duncan Trussell's got to be in his 40s, right? Uh, He's old, yeah. And they he keeps it the boys. The, boys. You know, the little tykes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it keeps going. Right? Uh, next is uh, keep them going. Okay. Yeah, no, it was amazing. I'd never done that before, and it was great. You know what I also loved, I noticed about the guys? Is after <laughs> 
this is this is when you're in high school and you're talking to your buddies. You have a crush on a girl, and you just keep. And you know, this is what this is what Amanda said in class today. It's like, yeah, we weren't talking about that, man. We were trying to move on. <laughs> so you know what the thing is? The Rock used to play football. And then he went into wrestling and he's always working yeah. out with people. And then he got so fucking famous. He had to build a gym that he works out in alone. And this sure. might, this might be the first time he's seen someone lift something in front of him in years. And here's what I, I mean. Shane made this joke about Jamie and I got to tell you, it, really, it tickled me. <laughs> and that's what, that's what you listen to. Listen to the giddiness again. I hope, I hope the, the people watching are understanding because there's an intangible here that maybe I'm not portraying correctly, but listen to him. Talk about the guys with such glee. <laughs> Play. They're feeling good. They're feeling great about themselves. And I think pretty much all of them said, hey, we're doing this tomorrow, right? Yeah. It was good. Oh, hold on. Can you go back a little bit? <laughs> Boy, I wanna... That shit really kicks your ass. In. <laughs> I just want to hear him introduce that again. That before. And it was great. You know what I also loved, I noticed about the guys is after the work <laughs> that was done, they're spent, they're feeling good. <laughs> one, one more time. I know people hate when I go back, but I gotta keep here because it's such an attitude of like, and you know what else Shane did that was really cute? <laughs> and then this other time. <laughs> as, oh my god. And then and then Shane kept calling Tony gay, but Tony snapped back. And he was he's pretty quick, that Tony. Well, you, know, you, you don't think of it. But. Well, you can't see because you're blind, is the rock's actually just writing Shane's initials over and over again on a piece of paper. Oh, he's <laughs> doodling. <laughs> Telling the story. Dwayne and Shane forever. <laughs> Joe, Joe, do you think do you think Shane noticed that our names rhyme? <laughs> yeah, no, it was amazing. I'd never done that before, and it was great. You know what I also loved? I noticed about the guys. <laughs> he's, kinda, he's getting that like they're feeling. You know, don't tell, don't tell Jamie. I'm saying that because I think, you know, I think Jamie also has a crush on Shane. So I don't tell him, but you know what I noticed about the guys? <laughs> the he has this, a crush on these fellas. The name of this episode will be the guys. <laughs> The guys. You know what I noticed about the guys? <laughs> hey, it actually works perfectly because Matt Reif is for the guys. That's the true. Rock is for the guys. It all ties in. Guys are making a comeback, dude. That's, that's right. Good. They're feeling great about themselves. And I think pretty much all of them said, hey, we're doing this tomorrow, right? Yeah. It was good. Because, yeah. you know, when that shit really kicks your ass, and, hey, you don't ask <laughs> hey, that. I want, I want The Rock to be like, uh, Joe, what time are you guys doing this again tomorrow? I kind of miss the guys. <laughs> Joe's like rock enough. <laughs> Please go back to Hollywood. Hey, hey, uh, is, is Shane coming over tomorrow? The Rock posted a picture on his Instagram to almost four hundred million people with him, <laughs> Duncan Trussell, Shane Gillis. <laughs> hey, 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 Joe, is it cool if I hang out with Tony Hinchcliffe? <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, I know you're out of town, but. <laughs> Is it okay if me and Tony stay up late together? How sick would it be at the comedy mothership if they're doing Kill Tony and then the Rock's music hits and he comes out? <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, you know, the the guys invited me to Kill Tony. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I feel bad saying no, so I'm going to... Is that okay if I do it? I like the idea of, the, of Joe Rogan hating the Rock. <laughs> He's stealing his friends. <laughs> You know, you know, hey guys, you know what I noticed? I don't even know if Joe treats you guys right. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I know. He's been good to you. And I'm just saying, like, if you guys come back to Los Angeles with me, I'm just saying, like, we could do this every day. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud, I guess. You guys think, Joe, silly. You guys think Joe Rogan has money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I've, I've grossed a few billion in the box office, but whatever. You know, no, I know. He got, he's got a Spotify deal. That's cool. It's, it's cool. It's neat.
Question. He's mean girling <laughs> Joe Rogan. He's to, to get to Shane Gillis. <laughs> Well, if they wake up sore, who knows? Because there's a few things that we did that are going to, their legs are going to be sore for sure for like the between the leg stuff and the windmill yeah. stuff. But, but we'll do something different tomorrow. So tomorrow I'll get them in here. We'll do something different. Keep them going. Are, are you banging them out? Like, uh, would you say five times a week? When- <laughs> I mean, like, like, so like if I hung out with them every day, you know, like they, they probably like that a lot more, right, Joe? What's the schedule like? I just need to... <laughs> Yeah, so they're gonna be here Monday. I guess I get you know what? Maybe I'll be here on Monday too. I, I, I'm in town. Is there enough room for me? <laughs> <laughs> so five days a week, you said, right? Okay, yeah, no, no, no. That's that's cool. I'm at, I'm like supposed to be doing a movie, but it's probably not gonna be anything anyway. So oh, I can just cancel it. I'll just delay it. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's Jungle Cruise six. Yeah, it's gonna be a stupid movie. You wouldn't even Shane wouldn't even like it. He'd probably call it gay. Or, oh, he's so funny. I can't do this because I can't I can't emotionally handle being called gay by Shane at this point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. the- hey, hey Joe hey Joe you know how Shane called my movie gay I'm not gonna do it anymore <laughs> but he was right he was right it is, it is it would be gay of me to do that I'm not gonna do it anymore <laughs> uh, this is the last can we get that can we get that uh I, I don't know if it fits yeah we'll have to see if we can get it clean but can we get that uh here's what I love about the guys in the intro <laughs> yeah. or the outro rather I'm gonna have to Here's what I love most about the guys. <laughs> I have to figure out where to put it for sure. Um, uh, this is the last one. It's twinkle in their eye. <laughs> All right, this is one one last one to go on. The Rock is loving the boys so far. Ready to go? Yeah. And also too, I feel like if you, especially for guys like that who are just getting into it and dipping their toes into it, feeling good, they know they have to do it. Yeah. If they're going to add some years to their life, right, and take care of their families. But also, it was cool that um, laughter's the best medicine. As these guys are doing it, they're they're not again, they're not giving up. But also, you could see it kind of computing in their head, like okay, two steps forward, maybe one little step back. You had the math and you do that every day. You're mm-hmm. far down that road. Yeah. You're far down. And, and Brian Simpson just had the cutest look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock just doesn't know people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the reality is they're just like, Jesus, fuck. This is how, you do this every day? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it again in like four hours. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to move tomorrow. <laughs> that road and that's what i keep telling them i said this is just a thing where you gotta not slide off because the slide off is the hardest part yeah like the discipline is very hard we got so focused on the rock that we've kind of ignored the fact that rogan has you know accomplished nfl head coach energy oh yeah (laughs) where he's just like well you know this is just i mean that's what you do is you go to training camp and that's how you build men by the end of the summer (laughs) (laughs) that's how you build warriors you pill. That was that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah, so I I just here's what I love about the guy. <laughs> there's something soothing about the Rock's voice. Oh yeah, and he's such a clear like he's a man. He's obviously a man. So there's something about him saying like, here's what I really love about the guys, <laughs> and knowing the group of guys that it, just the fact that Tony Hinchcliffe is involved, <laughs> and the Rock is saying, here's what I really love about the guys. Well, I think Duncan Trussell is the biggest outlier. You know what I love about the guys is that. Uh, later tonight, one of them will be making uh, gay jokes about Hans Kim at, a, <laughs> at an open mic. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Oh, man. So, yeah, I can't recommend the entire episode, but I think it's worth listening to at least that 15-minute chunk Me, just to hear how giddy The Rock is about having having some fellas around. Me as a gigantic Rock fan and was looking forward to this for years, Yeah, don't listen to the whole thing. It's very boring. It is very... Well, I, I will tell you this. Like, I was kind of interested. Like, some of the, uh, you know motivational stuff, whatever. Like it was boring, but I, there's an element where I do like listening to the rock talk. Well, could you, he, he, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's got a soothing voice. Cause he doesn't actually benefit at all from that stuff. It's just what he does for fun. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's nice to fall asleep too. Yeah. Yeah. He's got yeah. that. He's got that uh, ASMR voice. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, right. so, um, what are we doing next? I think uh, Joe Matteris. It's Joe Matteris or uh, Uncle Richard. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, real quick, let's uh, talk about Uncle Richard because he's got a. Uh, uh, first of all, he you know wishes a happy Thanksgiving. That was very nice. Mm-hmm. Can we play him on Stuttering John show real quick? This is a Richard Ojeda clip, not this a Stuttering John. Richard Ojeda John clip. clip. We, you know. Starting John happens to be in it, but the focus is Richard Ojeda. So get off my ass. That's right. But uh, here's a uh, Richard Ojeda. I, I think that a lot of people that you know, a lot of times, people if they give you the time, and that's what I say. If you give me yeah. the time and have a real conversation with me, you're probably going to think differently of me. You know. Yes. And I was on the I was on the Blind Mike podcast. Great podcast. I recommend everybody. Hey, to this follow was them. this past Wednesday. Yeah. He's still thinking fondly of us. We had such a great time. I think we're his guys. We are. I think he was sitting around the Thanksgiving table talking about us the way The Rock talks about Shane Gillis. Yeah, and the way that this guy, this blind guy, employs a pedophile is just touching. Oh, man. I mean, he gets me. He, he, he really gives back to his community. Podcast. Great podcast. I recommend everybody Thank to you, follow Richard. him. You know, I went on there and we had a great conversation. And they were like, in the end, they were Meanwhile, like, you, you know, know John what? hates that he said that. You could see it in his face. He's like, nah, I don't know how great it is, Richard. Yeah. He, he just, his, his brow just goes yeah. mm, just a little bit. And we had a great conversation. And they were like, in the end, they were like, yeah, you know what? This is completely different than what I thought, you know, because yeah. I don't know. And that's factually accurate. hundred <laughs> percent. We loved him. And listen, there's an element. And we, I remember a few people commented on this when we had Richard on yeah. and said that like, we were laughing at him or something. No, like, we were making fun of him. <laughs> I really think it seems like Richard agrees. Like we were definitely, I think we were genuinely laughing with him. Oh yeah. His story. Like, I think he was a hundred percent in on the joke. His stories are killing me. He told us uh, a story about assaulting someone with a rock, and we were laughing. I, I think he knew exactly what was going on. Throw the rock and throwing them into shit water. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. I don't know if I put out a certain vibe or something like that, but yes. look, I'm a liberal. I guess Richard's like, you know, I, I, maybe it's just me. But perhaps <laughs> when I say that I'm going to curb stomp people, they think I'm a little off the wall. I think I'm a little nuts. <laughs> Maybe they don't expect me to be a rational human being when they talk to me. <laughs> we might have to have him on around Christmas to give us his top 10 items you need for Christmas. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hack right. Let's book him for Christmas time. Yeah, what do you say? He's in the chat. So we got to do that. That'll be our Christmas special. <laughs> Hopefully he wears a hat. <laughs> Hack right's in the chat. It seems like no one else is. No one else is. I'm going to do, we have John on, so I'm going to start guilting people. For oh, super chatting us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super chat us. Uh, only Dang Lizard. Uh, Dang Lizard. Two, you owe us. <laughs> two euros from Dang Lizard. The Rock is an up and coming roast comic. 
<laughs> the rocks in like one of those like glasses with the fake nose and mustache at uh, Kill Tony this Monday. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't know if you guys will think this is good, but <laughs> he, comes, he comes out doing one minute. He's just jacked, in, <laughs> jacked in a sweater. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dang lizard, five euros teaching the boys. Uh, breathe. You're good. Just accept it, Craig. No, it's uh, it's actually the Rock saying that. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> Just the idea of the Rock watching fucking Duncan spot Tony and being like, "Wow." So if we hung out with the, the Rock, are really doing it today. If we hung out with the Rock for like a couple hours, would he look at us like that? I don't think so. I think he might. I don't think we've got what it takes. I think we. I think candy ass. I think we just got to be there if you smell <laughs> what I'm cooking. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Completely different than what I thought. Hack right, set that up. Set it up. Get the rock on the show. <laughs> get, get, get it for Christmas and get the rock for Easter. Please, please, yeah. This is completely different than what I thought. You know, because yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I put out a certain vibe or something like that, but. I'm a liberal. I mean, I'm a liberal. I believe that. I well, believe we're that all good guys. They just hate our politics. Yeah. <laughs> Throw yourself. I won't in react it. to that. <laughs> yeah, let's ignore that. Yeah, we won't react to that. <laughs> we will not react to that. <laughs> we're all good guys. <laughs> uh, I still got it. Um, yeah. So I, I bring up Richard Ojeda because he's a friend of the family now. Obviously, he likes us. We like him. So I like, gotta fight his battles for him because he might be too nice a guy to fight, do his own dirty work. You know, I, I do like calling him Uncle Richard. Uncle Richard, I think he's the show's uncle for sure. Now, you know, for sure. he gets a little crazy. Mm-hmm. He tells us some wild stories, but he's family, and we and we gotta listen to everything he says. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and and that's the thing. He'll, he's a, he's Uncle Richard because he lets lets us get away with a little bit. You yeah, know. Yeah. Not as strict as he is with his own kids. Yeah. And the next videos we're about to watch, he has a shirt on that says <laughs> "Size Matters" and it's different bullets. <laughs> I highly enjoy. He's the greatest. It's the best. Size matters. Uh, so, so he's doing a show. The uh, he does a show on Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving. He's the hardest working man in political news. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, I noticed something. So he does roll call every day, and I noticed something a little disturbing. He's being called out by the chat. And Richard is caving, unlike Matt Reif. Richard is caving to the public pressure here. Logan on here from Little Rock, Arkansas. Welcome to the show, Captain. Never said your name before. Uh, Kathy Zimmerman, glad to see you back. I haven't seen you in a while. Alan Reed. This is, by the way, every day he just starts a show like this. He does roll call. Which used to set him off, which was the best. <laughs> yeah, th- this, is, this is sad where he's lost. This is where I'm, you know, inspiring the gearheads to get in Richard's chat. I don't know if he still looks at it, but I'm just saying, like, in general, get Richard's chat, fire him up, because I think a fired-up Richard is the best Richard. By far. So, Alan, Martha uh, Valtiera, I've never said that name. Welcome to the show. Joe <laughs> Clayton and uh, Christy Bloom is on here. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. And let me start off tonight, because sometimes I say things, and and you know what? Every once in a while, you gotta be you got to be the kind of person – that, uh, you know, is willing to, to admit when you're wrong. And I did something and I said something yesterday where I was wrong and I apologize. And it did bother, uh, one of the followers by the name of Antonio, uh, Antonia Monaco. And I, and I really want to apologize to her and anybody else who may have felt, uh, like I slighted them when I said this. And once again, I, when I get to talking, sometimes 
I get to talking a little fast. And what I said was, <laughs> I'm not following. Glitch. Can I say? So what do you what are you thinking when you're hearing this? Mm-hmm. What's going through your mind? Because we've heard Richard say some things, man. Yep. My mind went went right to whoa. He must have really stepped in it. He must have made a threat so real he got the cops called on him or something. Right. Like, that's where my mind goes is, like, this is borderline, like, legal implications. Because I've never heard, Richard, this contrite. <laughs> Kirstner, I said you're a moron. Well, folks, let me take Hold on, hold on. Go back a little bit. We missed some of the context. <laughs> uh, like, I slighted them when I said this. And once again, I, when I get to talking sometimes... I get to talking a little fast. And what I said was, if you're not following Glenn Kirshner, I said you're a moron. Well, folks, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, like, I do like that this is where his apology line is. <laughs> I said, if you don't follow Glenn Kirshner, you're a moron. I'm terribly sorry. I don't have the science. Man, I don't have the science to back that, any of that up. That's, it was a lot of junk I was talking. <laughs> Apologize for that. Because, you know, I understand that there's a lot of people on here that follow all kinds of things. And just because you don't follow him, you know, I apologize. I, to me, I'm just, <laughs> I'm very passionate about Glenn Kirshner because he is such a brilliant legal mind. Now, yeah, so he, he loves Glenn Kirshner. He said, if you don't follow Glenn Kirshner, you're a moron. Now he's apologizing for that. Later in this episode, I, I did find him calling Trump supporters toothless inbreds. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but this is where he draws the line he says listen you're not a moron i'm terribly sorry i'm i'm really sorry that uh i said you guys are crazy for not following this guy <laughs> so, so then this is the next this is the next day right no no next same same show same show oh, okay uh the boycott oh that's right yeah so this is why richard is apologizing is uh you know activists were after him <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I just think it's important that people follow those people, but if you don't, please, I apologize for that. If that, if that felt like a slight, I, I apologize for that. The last thing I want to do is hurt people's feelings. I hope that Antonia Monaco will, will come back on here because she told me <laughs> yesterday that, that she wasn't going to. And I hate that because once again, I, I really appreciated her you know, following me. So I apologize for anybody out there. If I ever say anything wrong and make no mistake about it. If I say something that you don't agree with, you can message me. I mean, at the end of the day, I'll have that conversation with you. Uh, if you tell me that you don't agree with me, uh, disliking Donald Trump, well then I'll tell you to go pound sand, but you know, if it's something else, you know, by all means, I'm more than willing. You're never going to fully change the man, but you can always message him and try. If you, if you, if you say here in Donald Trump, I will stab you in the heart. Say Antonia Monaco or whatever your name is, you're bullying this poor sweet man. I know. Can you imagine any other show? If I was like, guys, I uh, listen. A few weeks ago, I said something, and uh, I come buckets hasn't been back on since, and I'd really like to extend my gratitude <laughs> to I come buckets. I come buckets. I'm sorry. Please come back. We miss you. Wherever you are, if every time someone didn't watch the show, Richard starts with like, come on, Antonia, we had something. I read your name in the chat every night. Oh, please, please come back. So, so this is the next day where Richard's heart is warmed during roll call. 
is on here. Antonia Monaco is on here. Thank you, Antonia. But it put a, <laughs> puts a smile on my face to see you here. Uh, Pearl Gomez is on here. Ben Perslip from Pennsylvania. Uh, Can I say real quick, by the way? I don't know why. I'm sure that's a legitimate name. I've heard him read Pearl <laughs> Gomez's name. Yeah. And I always think it's like a Louis J. Gomez parody account. Louis is mom. Doesn't seem like a human being. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Monica Sue Phillips, Carla and Kyle Smith are on here. We got Charlene Antamon. We've got Rebecca DeMoss. And we've got Martin Royale. Hit them thumbs up. Hit them hearts. Make sure you share this. And once again, folks, make no mistake about it. If I ever say anything that offends you, please private message me. Uh, because make no mistake Two about days it, in a I, row, though, this apology tour <laughs> has taken place. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, Richard has said so much worse than calling someone a moron. Why would you message him about that? I love it. I love everything about this, man. Wrong, I will absolutely apologize for it. And I'm so glad that Antonia Monaco is back on here. Uh, I, 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 I know what I said, and I, and I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> uh, I just wasn't thinking when I was when I was speaking it. So thank you for being back on here, uh, because I thank really God. appreciate each and every one of y'all. I literally look for your all's names here, and if I this don't, poor see sweet it, man, listen to him. Just because he, he just wants his friends, he's just like the Rock. He just wants his friends to keep coming back. Don't judge him because he votes differently from you guys. Come on. Now I I will say if he literally wanted everyone he insulted to uh, message him, that he'd be getting a lot of hey. Uh, Richard, I said I don't mind Ron DeSantis, and you told me to show up to your front lawn and fight you. Uh, <laughs> I felt a little weird about that, and you yeah. said I could message you. So <laughs> this is all because Trump called him crazy. Right? I guess so. That's the root of all of it, I suppose. Yeah. Names yeah. here, I automatically wonder what's wrong. I wonder what. I wonder how come they're not on tonight? Because a lot of you all have really been following this me. Guy. Again, to to compare it to this show, if I was just like wandering the streets at night, like, notice Craig didn't mention Chef Lewis's name today. I <laughs> <laughs> think he's all right. He might be okay. <laughs> uh. For a long time, Maureen Gaucher has been on here since the beginning, and and she's always usually one of the first ones that sign on. So I always look for her because it's like if Maureen's on here. Life is good, and 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 I feel that way with a lot of you people, and I really appreciate that you all <laughs> take the time uh, to give me thirty minutes to 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 chat with you guys, and it means a lot to me. Yeah, and it's like I always say, if box eating dad is on here. Life is good. Life is good. You know? uh, <laughs> I think Hemi and Chef Lewis are both in the chat, so <laughs> oh, that's that's a load off my mind. <laughs> so we can sleep well tonight. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, guys, if you wouldn't mind messaging me, telling me you listen to the show, just so I can do roll call. We have to do roll call. Should I do a roll call <laughs> at the beginning of next show? Yeah. Well, this is, you know, I may get up to 11 messages now. It's very frightening. That's, what have I done? That's true. That's true. Uh, all right. Um, should we get to Mr. Matt Arise now? Uh, definitely. Because I wanted to catch up. So we talked about the pilot episode, episode one of uh, Joe Matt Arise, the Joe Matt Arise show. As it's uh, as it's known, and uh, today we're kind of looking at episodes two, three, and four a little bit, mainly because I I worry about Joe Matteries. I don't know how long we're going to be talking about old Joe, because you know it was a thing like Red Bar kind of did it to death. Red Bar sucked all the juice out of the lemon. You would think, 
You would think. But then Matt Reese took a break for a while. And then the porcelain documentaries definitely had an impact on that, too. In part three, like, actually made a, like a positive light on Joe, kind of. Yeah. Well, there's two things here. One is like, maybe there's not much more there. Maybe we know the whole story. I thought a comeback story for Joe was fun. But also what I think of it more is like the, the difference between Matt Reese and say like Tom Myers or Dat Fan is you root for Matt Reese. Yes. He doesn't think he's better than anyone. No, no, he doesn't. He has some delusions of grandeur that come out at times. And he was on, he, uh, he was in America's Got Talent and there was like a lot of attention on him at that time. So it's kind of understandable, I guess. Sure, I guess. But there's, you know, he, he, he wants your help. <laughs> Right. He wants he he hears your criticisms and he wants to become better. So that almost makes you root for Matarese. It makes a little sadder story as well at times. But like it does it makes him more lovable than some of these other figures. So I want to try helping him. I think the first thing that the critics did to help him was um analyze his first episode mm -hmm. and suggest that maybe a certain segment get nixed. Because there's a few interesting things we're going to hear, and I'll explain them to you as we go along. Mm -hmm. But this episode just starts, episode two. There's no monologue. And I thought that's a little suspicious. Yep, this is uh, episode two premise. Yeah, so this is how it starts. All right, everybody. How are you? Welcome to episode two. Hope you can kind of get the gist of what episode two is about. And I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there that will be able to relate to this. Hold um, on. Like, that's a, like, is, if you just started... If, like today I started the show and said, well, I hope you guys get the gist of what I'm going for today. Yep. So here's the thing about that. Like, I, I know what he's saying. What he is saying is the title of it is something to do with his son's phone, I, I believe. But if so, you're, I don't think so. That's what I thought at first. Oh, I realized what happened Oh, as we go along. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. So I'll explain uh, once it comes up. I, uh, my uh, voice of God, Mike is here. Say hi, Mike. Mike Albanese. He's back. He's back. What's up? What's up, buddy? So you don't have any kids, so you can't completely relate. But this I episode. Got a, I got a mini poodle. Yeah. You have a pool? Mini poodle. poodle. All right. All right. Well, imagine if your poodle was in, <laughs> in high school <laughs> and he, uh, is it a boy or a girl? She's a girl. She's a girl. Imagine if she. Why does that matter, Joe? I think he's just kind of like, why did you say that? And he's just continuing to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> But listen, so this is what the premise of the entire episode is going to be. This is where Joe gets fucked up, where he's like, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to come back, and each podcast is going to be a different ep a different topic about my life. <laughs> he doesn't realize his life's not interesting enough to do that. Your cell phone out during class, got caught, got in trouble. Then the parents got an email saying this happened you have a long talk with your son you can't be doing this i explained i look like, i'm a comedian how much do we hate when people are distracted and on their phones mm -hmm. i said so imagine that's really gonna get through the kids by the way i know I listen know. like i get i get heckled at, at comedy shows because a guy in chicago told everyone that i suck <laughs> that's exactly what your teacher is going through <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, two weeks later, we get another email or say you got another email from your poodles teacher saying <laughs> that that she did it again. So if you guys are a little lost, the premise of the episode will be that Joe's son was texting in class. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. That's what happened. Yeah. Half hour. 
half hour on this. Like, what? Joe, what are you talking about? And he's talking about levels of punishment. And then he gets into like, you can't even say punishment these days. That's like, it's, it's not woke to say the word punishment. And I'm like, Joe, what are you talking about, man? To You're be grasping f- at straws. He, he got, pun- what are you talking about? He got punished in different ways, which he's about to tell us. Oh, is that right? Let's yeah, hear. Feels excessive here. My dad, you know, because uh, maybe because I'm 16 years younger. I mean, he he definitely went the he hit me at times when we were younger. I can I can remember a time you heard my act. Where <laughs> I was too old to be getting hit. Did you get hit by your dad ever? <laughs> so this discussion is popping up because his son texted in class. So immediately his brain goes, "Should I hit him? Should I?" So, you know, guys, my son was texting. And let's be clear. He he didn't just do it once. He did it a second time. So should I get a bat out and hit him over the head with it? What do you think? <laughs> just let's discuss for a half an hour. Just absolutely crush him. It's not. This is what Joe's thing is like. The, the, the presentation of this topic doesn't make any sense. <laughs> should I beat my child because he was using the phone we gave him? Yeah. <laughs> in an age where everyone's on their phone all the time. Yeah, I'd be more pissed at the teacher for, I don't know if the teacher, I know back in the day for me, like the teachers would take the phones. Yeah, that's weird that you get two emails. Like each incident warrants an email to the house being like, (laughs) he looked at his phone during history class today. (laughs) So yeah, this is the premise of the episode, I guess. They're talking about, uh, you know, should I punish my child? It's not It's not an interesting, not only is it not an interesting topic, because a lot of your audience might not even have kids. I guess maybe Joe's thinking like his audience is mostly families and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> you're losing a portion of the audience, I think, you know. Uh, Dang Lizard with the uh, two euros. Um, profile picture is me in a playground and says, Craig, why are you streaming from the playground with an arrow pointing <laughs> at the picture? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. I gotta tell you, they never get old, these jokes. Yes, they do. Every time I think they, they're going to, they don't. <laughs> I think they get to uh, of legal age. Sure do. <laughs> well, the second show. You know. <laughs> I was gonna uh, say, you much like Matthew McConaughey, share similar thoughts on that. No, no. No, no. <laughs> uh, edgy Joe is the next, <laughs> the next one. Oh, this is where Joe, this is where Joe gets a little off the rails here, I think. <laughs> the second joke that I wrote that I didn't do was, and my wife Okay, told hold on. Me. Sorry. Already. You hear that? The second joke that I wrote that I didn't do. Do you know what he's referring to? He's referring to the monologue he did not do on this episode. <laughs> but they're talking about it as if he did do it. Which means he's it- like, here's how I wrote the first joke. And he tells us about it. But I went back. I thought maybe I'm crazy. But no, there was no monologue. So I think what happened was uh, we weren't the only people who made fun of that opening monologue. And Joe said, I guess I'm not doing the monologue anymore because he got made fun of for it. Yeah, he he recorded it and then went, cut it, cut that shit. Yeah, by the time the first episode came out, he knew to cut the second (laughs) monologue. And then it never came back again, unfortunately. The second joke that I wrote that I didn't do, and my wife told me not to do it. And on a typical me, I'm going to do it now, not at the (laughs) top. Oh, Joe, Jesus. Wow. Everyone's warned you, don't do this. Wow. Are you sure? We're going to play it because you had the guts to put it out there, but I'm warning everyone. <laughs> Trigger warning. Joe's about to get nuts. Monster. It's about um, that he was acting like a heroin addict, like this is heroin, and that I was, he was like, uh, you know, and, and that was the joke oh where I was going to go, come on, Dad. 
I can't believe he's talking about his kid like you this. You brought up heroin and mixed company, Joe? Wow. You're going to mention that? <laughs> just give me one swipe, man. Just Can I just get one swipe? Just let me touch it. Let me you just know. check my fins to two seconds. Two seconds. <laughs> yeah. And come, the, on, come on. I'm going to say, Mike Albanese is as big a hack as Matt Arise. I think Mike Albanese is trying to just keep Joe's confidence up so he keeps paying him to do the show. I don't know. We we haven't highlighted Mike Albanese much yet, but mm. like he throws out some fucking bombs on this Joe Mattery show. That's what happens when, when he is, you know, this is one the first day. Don't forget. Same shirt. So he recorded this right after. Oh, is that right? It's the same shirt as the last one? Yep. So oh, okay. it's the same day as the first one. They're still getting to know each other. We'll, gotcha. We won't judge Mike Albanese till at least episode 10, I think. It's right, probably fine. fine. <laughs> and the, I got these $80 slides you can have. I'll trade you. So right, maybe we can judge him a little bit. <laughs> we can judge him a little bit, I guess. <laughs> my wife was like, you can't say that. Was Come on. I'll, 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 I'll. Oh, my God. I'm just getting the visual, too, by the way, of him being like, hey, honey, you want to read some of these jokes I have written? <laughs> so I think the, the vibe that I get, because we know his wife a little bit now. Mm-hmm. From the little I know of her, I don't think it was Joe. You can't do that. It was more Joe. You, you can't do that. You're really gonna talk about our kid and heroin? Why? Well, well, listen to this. This is what Joe presented this to his wife, and is like, "Yeah, she didn't want me to do this. It's weird." I'll suck your dick. I'll suck. What was it? She was right, by the way. Yeah, she goes, <laughs> don't joke, do that. Though. I'll suck your dick. I'll suck your dick for, 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 for what, the, what the fuck was it? Look, I got to look on my phone. It's so bad. So, so you cut out the monologue, but not this part. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Edit around this. He's basically doing a MacGruber joke, by the way. Well, it's, this is not an original thing. Like, hey, it's like being a he- blank, not not even cell phones. Anything is like being a heroin addict. Hey, I'll suck your dick for X. <laughs> Fill in the blanks. When MacGruber feels like he, he fucked up. He's like, just tell me what you want me to fuck. It's what, oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what he's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe's so giddy. He, in, this, in his mind, Joe has stumbled onto gold here, and he can't even get it out. He's like, you know, my son, he's trying to suck dick for heroin. <laughs> Can you imagine my son sucking on the end of my cock? So I give him his phone back. I mean, just the imagery. You'll get it, Mike Albanese. <laughs> That's two clips that we're probably going to want back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Hold on, let me put a picture of your son up while you're doing this joke. Come on, That's hook Jesus. a brother up. All right, Mike Albanese is starting to scare me. Good Lord, Mike! <laughs> Sorry. There, so the, he constantly puts up uh, pictures of his kids, and then I think in episode three or four, <clears throat> Mike Albanese mentions to him like, "Hey, a lot of people have been su- suggesting that I shouldn't." Do, or it might have even been Matt Reese that was like, "Yeah, people are saying I shouldn't put up pictures of my kids," but it's like. Ed, the pictures are taken from kind of far away. <laughs> Zoom. It's like, Joe, <laughs> you've been, at a time, you were one uh, of the most trolled comedians ever. Ever. And you've decided to put your children on the internet. What's wrong with you? Uh, someone in the chat uh, says, ERJ, Urja, whatever. Uh, his producer, is his producer an undercover troll? I don't think so. I think he's just kind of a cornball because he also produces for Paul Verzi. Yeah. And I know that because I listened to like Joe List and a couple other guys on Verzi's show mm-hmm. and he's got the same energy. Okay. So yeah. I don't think so. I think he's just a bit of a dork. 
I'll suck your dick for a text. Hey, what the? That's what it was. Boom. And I, I even yeah, Joe, we there. all knew that a minute ago when you set up the premise. You said we it understood. already. You said- we saw it coming from uh, 80 miles away. <laughs> music starts. We're going to go right to the show on my son ass sucking my, his dad's dick. Yeah, that's really oh, good, Joe. Boy. Really good. Joe. Um, Joe, Joe. And he, he, like, the, you're right. Why didn't he cut that out for many reasons? But one of them being that he's like, yeah, so we we just did that and then went to the intro. When we all watched the intro, and it's like, no, you cut that out. Cut that part out. Uh, <laughs> so th- this is uh, episode three now. Okay, what's the premise of this episode? So I kind of wanted to just to set up, like, this idea that Joe had where we're going to go one topic every episode. I think Joe very quickly started to realize it gets a little monotonous. That's hard to do see, because by episode three, he starts running out of topics. See, here's the thing though, Mike, you're, you're asking what, what's the premise of this? Well, it's the last clip that we have of episode three is yeah. when he talks about the premise. So we won't yeah. know until the end. No. And it's 21 minutes into a 30 minute episode. Correct. So, but so first we have him talking about guests. Okay. So, Oh, this is another thing that Joe set up in episode one that we heard. Is he's like, hey, I ain't gonna do guests. <laughs> I ain't like, I ain't like all these other podcasts that have guests on, especially not other comedians. Right. And if there's one thing you can car- guarantee about me, Joe Matarese, <laughs> is that I will not ever have guests <laughs> on this podcast, especially if they do comedy. And this is the so follow- episode three. <laughs> so this is also the following week because, like I said, they recorded two episodes in the first one. Oh right, right. Yeah, <laughs> so sorry. It didn't take them very long to. So switch. it's a week later. <laughs> yes. All right, folks. There he was, Mike, behind the glass, as they say, my producer for my podcast, and he's becoming the co-host. I mean, he's the guy I have to talk to every episode. We will have guests. Have to, and uh, <laughs> that I like talking now. The undercover troll comment on something like that makes me wonder. No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, because I, I really don't think so. Because he's like, yeah, you're kind of, you know, I have to talk to you, and he goes, yeah, you have to. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I'm telling you, I think you're misreading the guy just in the little eye. You could be right, maybe we'll see, but I, I really don't think so. I mean, he's the guy I have to talk to every episode. We will have guests have to, and uh, <laughs> that I like talking to. We will. I think we're going to start having guests. Um, something a little honest here at the top, because a lot of the people that get a hold of me on social media, <clears throat> uh, now that I'm podcasting, they're like, "Now you got to go do everybody's podcast, and now you got to well, have I'll, them." All- now that I'm podcast, he's been podcasting off and on for eight years. Yeah, yeah. Don't go on their shows to promote your dates or anything. Just <laughs> now, now that I'm podcasting, people have said to me, "You should go on other podcasts." Well, also, why are they like they're saying, "Hey, Joe." Better your career, and he's giving him this whiny voice. On your podcast, and I'm like, if people only knew how this fucking comedy business works, and Mike knows, because Mike's got a podcast. This business we call show. (laughs) If you civilians only understood, (laughs) if you mere laymans could grasp well, we as comedians go through. <laughs> this is where, this is the delusion I was talking about with Matt Reese. This is where we stumble into a little bit. He's like, you guys don't, you nine to fivers don't understand what we have to go through. 
studio here, and he even produces other podcasts here. And he's telling me the 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 the, the guys, some of these guys that do podcasts here, they'll they'll come and do your show. We'll see, because so far, so far they're a little flaky. They're a little flaky. So he's he he went from. Absolutely, I don't want guests. We're not doing guests on this podcast. To now criticizing people for not coming on. <laughs> I went through my entire the show. I went through my entire Rolodex immediately after <laughs> saying I'll never do that. Listen to this though. He's he's already shitting on everyone who's not come on the show after he said he wouldn't have guests. Mm. And let's see how long it took him to get angry. Um, this next clip is the endless Cosby uh bit. Oh, sorry. I must have cut it off at the end where he he goes. You know, it's only been a week, but, but they haven't gotten back to me. <laughs> it's like, hey, Joe, relax. Take it easy. You said you didn't even want guests. <laughs> but uh, yeah, So this is, uh, so they start talking about Cosby. They, they mention how, um, you know, you can't say anything anymore. Joe's taking that angle. Like, oh, people get so sensitive. And this is a discussion about Bill Cosby. That a lot goes on here. Let's just play it put some words out. I don't know. Should, should I say the exact guys that I've asked to come on that have not got back to me? That's probably stupid to yeah, do in I the business. I won't say it because it's, it's only been a week. Some people just take a, a lot of comedians. Like I, when I get texts, Mike, I text back immediately. In, in oh, this case. is what I was talking about. I didn't realize it was a separate <laughs> clip where he's like, well, I text back immediately because I've got nothing going on <laughs> yet. Yet, for some reason, when I text Sebastian Maniscalco <laughs> and ask him to come on my podcast with 500 views, I don't hear anything. Mike, did you forget my wife's a doctor? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. He gets, so, he gets so riled up about this. Joe, it's been a week. Relax. <laughs> Calm down. This is, this is why every other show is tanked. <laughs> you <friggin' laughs> don't, don't self-destruct again, Joe. Take you, a breather. You, you have a spaz attack real quick, and then it ends. <laughs> Yeah, they, I mean, we're about a week away from him. Like, I had failed. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm flaky, and I forget. I one, just one always I text you back. Say, you can say one of them. I'll say it because I don't care. Who? Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah, Bill Cosby said no. Hilarious. Can you believe it? I can't believe you can even see the text, the phone to text no. Oh, Joe. Oh, God. Mike, Mike Albany. Yeah, Mike Albany stinks. Mike Albany, <laughs> I take back everything I said about him. Mike Albany sucks. <laughs> I mean, Joe is the star, so we're going to focus on Joe. But Mike Albany's, ooh, bomberoo. Oof. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm latching on to he's a troll. <laughs> I don't think so. A full-blown troll guy. On camera for that. I mean, tell everybody. That was a good one. You Whoa. Mike Albany says, know. "No, Mike Albany has a camera now." Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> they they make a big deal about that. They, like they they do this bit, I think, in episode four, where they're like, "Whoa, I bet people don't even realize it looks like we're far away, but we're actually in the same room." <laughs> I'm like, Joe, the camera was not just invented. <laughs> we're not, we're, it looks like that train is coming at us. <laughs> Tell this everybody. Is not, this is not a sleight of hand trick you're pulling off with the cameras. <laughs> I can't believe you can even see the text, the phone to text no. Oof. Oh, God. Put yourself on camera for that. I mean, tell everybody. That's a good one. Can I, can, hold on. I had the same reaction that Mike Albany did. I assumed Joe was about to trash him for bombing. 
and being like, oh, put yourself on camera. You should be humiliated that you just said that. Yeah. Nope. Oh, Joe's go. Joe's running with the bit. I've never hit the bomb button on this show, but I'm, I'm dangerously close to hitting this on Mike Albanese every time he opens his fucking mouth. <laughs> but even Mike, even Mike was like, listen, I bought. All right. I guess you're going to give it to me here. No, no. Joe says, let's stretch this out for another minute and a half. You talk to him. He, he was, I mean, oh, he puts, <laughs> he puts him on camera because he I talks mean, to him. <laughs> yeah, you talked to him. I mean, he was talking about Camille and Jello. Am I right, Mike? You know what? Joe, Ma- Joe Man- Stretch this bomb out a little more. <laughs> Joe Matarese could have won everyone over if he was like, oh, put yourself on camera and repeat that terrible joke. <laughs> no, no, no. We took out Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but I'd like to decimate the entire nation. <laughs> If you wouldn't mind, let's talk about your conversation with Bill Cosby. He was a little rude. He was? Yeah, because he said, matter who? And I was like, uh, matters oh. more than you. I'm going to leave now. Oh, my <laughs> God. He, oh, my up. God. Mike Albanese is like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Stop making me. Do- I, I, I bombed. All right. You got me. Matter who? Oh. This is to go back to the punishment, like when Joe is trying to figure out how to punish his kid. Make his kid lengthen this joke. <laughs> Make him just languish in this horrible Bill Cosby riff that they're on here. Oh, so bad. When you call, he answers. He, he picks up when I call. Yeah. We have a special thing. You do? Yeah. 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 He's actually my dad. I actually met Cosby once. Oh, really? Yeah. I've told it on other podcasts, so I'm not going to tell it again. But <laughs> okay, this is also where it gets I, fun. So... So Joe finally realized him, you know, I guess the bit that Mike Albanese is Joe, Bill Cosby's son wasn't working for Joe. Finally, at long last, <laughs> you just heard him say, now, what did he just say? Uh, he met him. He met him. But what? He's nah. I've told it on another podcast. <laughs> Which ones? Which is, hold on. Good instinct, by the way. I told it on podcasts that aren't on the internet anymore and no one ever listened to. So I'm not going to tell it here. I got shy and deleted them all. <laughs> but remember, remember how last week we heard uh, Joe say, you know, I'm not going to give out the address of this studio, but it is on uh, 57th and first street. Yeah. <laughs> Joe is a little, that's a bit of a pattern with Joe where he says, you know, listen, I told this Bill Cosby story elsewhere. I'm not going to tell it here. Here it is. <laughs> I've told it on other podcasts, so I'm not going to tell it again. But my dad and I together met Cosby and talked to him for 45 minutes before any okay. of this. Well, that, you just okay. Then that's all he's going to say, right? He's just, hey, listen, I'm not going to tell the whole story. I, me and my dad talked to him for a little while. In the and same, he's going to move on, right? In the same breath, he didn't even in, uh, inhale yet. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the story by me and my dad. <laughs> yeah, so, but you know what? I'll give him the benefit of that. He's saying, "Hey, I'm not going to tell the whole story." Maybe that's what he means. I'm not going to yeah. tell the whole story. But me and my dad talked to him for about 45 minutes. Next subject, right, right. Joe? Right. When I saw him live at the Apollo, I had backstage passes and uh through okay, my so now my we're getting a little more Matt, detail we're backstage now okay all right but for you a know, guy who's not telling a story he's really painted quite a picture you gotta you gotta get the cliff notes versions for the, some you know a couple people that may not have heard it all right that's fine but yeah not, enough he's not telling the story so clearly he's not talking about it still right that, that would be insane <laughs> and we all sat oh on stage at the apollo after cosby did a killer two hours and and let me recite the entire thing this is vivid detail for a story you're not telling, Joe. Talk How are we him. still on this clip? 
for 45 minutes and he let us just ask him comedy questions. It was That's fucking wild. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. And, and then he had to taint it. And then, no, 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 Joe. There's no and then because you're not telling the story. <laughs> and then he had to taint it. You're right, Craig. If you were transcribing this, it would be one run-on sentence where you're right. He didn't take a breath. He said, I, I told this Bill Cosby story. I'm not going to tell it before, but me and my dad met him for 25 minutes. It was at the Apollo Theater. We were backstage, and we got <laughs> on the stage, and he started telling these jokes to us on stage, and it was really incredible. He has not stopped. In between him saying he's not telling the story, he's gone into vivid detail about this story. <laughs> I had a nice story in my mind. I can't even, you can't even say his name no. in a conversation now. You could get canceled for just going, did you hear about Bill Cosby? No. You can't. Norm McDonald literally had... Uh, the line I always loved when, cause Norm had this story about, um, meeting Bill Cosby and saying that his father was a huge Bill Cosby fan. And Bill Cosby says, well, let me get your father's phone number. And Norm starts to write it down and then realizes my, his father's dead, <laughs> but he's like, he's like in too deep. So he just writes down a bunch of numbers and hands it to him. And then Cosby calls him and says, uh, yeah, you, the, the man on the phone was not your father. <laughs> and Norm's like, uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and so that's the story. And then uh, I think on, I think it was Norm McDonald live. Norm goes, uh, I used to have a great Bill Cosby story. Now it's not in the top 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So it's like, he's kind of, he's making that, but, but also like, you can mention Bill Cosby and not get canceled. I'm pretty sure we're doing it right now. You know? Did you hear about Bill Cosby? Nah, YouTube's taking us down. Fuck. Demonetized. Uh, this is uh, him talking about censorship now. Joe, listen, you. I got wrapped up in this too. I talked a lot about uh, cancel culture and the PC. Po- it's some, time to move on. Yeah, some say it was the identity of this program at first. <laughs> in the early days, yes. But you realize how exhausting it gets, yes. Joe. Yes. We, we figured out like two weeks. We were like, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we figured it out, Joe. I'm trying to enlighten you as well. That's not, what, that's not what's holding you back. Believe that? Can you believe that now? Is that, is that going to, is this episode going to get canceled because I said his name? So it's a wrap, dude. Huh? No. It's a wrap. It probably, it's like, I think uh, Mike Albanese just scared the shit out of Joe. He's like, yeah, Why? dude, it's a rap. He's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Is that YouTube on the phone? I thought it was Bill Cosby. <laughs> Could be. I know. Uh, I mean, I guess you have to have huge numbers. Maybe maybe you don't need huge numbers to get canceled. What's his name? I got an episode taken down off of YouTube. Oh, I like this. Hold on. He goes, he goes I thought you had to have huge numbers. Maybe you don't because... I thought old what's-his-name had an had a episode taken down. Let's see who he's talking about when he refers to just a tiny podcast that got taken off the internet. Ooh, let me, let me try to take a guess of the ballpark. Okay. Uh, tiny podcast. He's saying you don't, you don't need a name. You don't need name recognition to get canceled these days. Oh, it would probably be like very good show, maybe. Sure, something yeah. like that. That's yeah. what I would think, that level. That level. Um, Theo Vaughn, when he interviewed Roseanne Barr. <laughs> I mean, just, um, he uh, chose a massive show. Oh, he, he chose one of the biggest podcasts on YouTube. <laughs> he chose a massive show and, and it became like national news. Like everyone was talking about it that week. Oh my God. Because Theo Vaughn put his episode on Twitter. Roseanne was on saying crazy shit. Like everyone was talking. He chose the worst. It, 
it would be Rogan wouldn't even be the worst example because that would be almost too ridiculous. Yeah. He picked the worst example where it's a guy that everyone would agree, even if you don't listen to the show, it's like, oh, that's a pretty huge show. It's gigantic. <laughs> everyone, everyone in like uh, anyone that's like a fan of comedy or comedy podcasts knows that name. Right. Whether or not you listen or like him or whatever, you know who Theo Vaughn is, and you know that's a huge show. He's much bigger from that show than his stand-up. Why doesn't he, Why doesn't my show get big and no one take me seriously? <laughs> What's his face? I'm uh, just a young up-and-comer like Theo Vaughn. <laughs> YouTube. Um, Theo Vaughn, when he interviewed Roseanne Barr, they took yeah. it down. And then he put it up on Twitter, and it fucking... Got 10 million views. So uh, it would have had like 3 million on YouTube. (laughs) That's what you're missing, Joe. (laughs) He doesn't realize how many. He's like, maybe we should put this on Twitter and it'll get 10 million views. I'm going to check. uh, I'm going to look up Theo Vaughn right now and see how many subscribers he has. Please. Yeah. Let's see. Eh, Maybe you don't need all that success to get canceled. Uh, Let's see. Um, Are you Do you have a, a ballpark? Yes. 800,000. 2.2 million. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Actually, so you were a little off. No, so maybe like, you know, little little upstart shows like the Joe Matarese show or this past weekend with Theo Vaughn, <laughs> even those can get taken off of YouTube. Uh, in five days, his last video is over half a million views. And the week before that's that, that's, the, the, week be- funny. the week before that is 3 million with Dana White. You don't have to be a somebody <laughs> to get canceled these days. Oh, he had uh, he had Tucker Carlson on his show and it got almost 5 million views. <laughs> you could be some who gives a shit podcaster like Theo Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, no, his show's only quadrupling late night television ratings. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so Joe's always got, as always, has his finger on the pulse of society and comedy. And million views. Yeah. So uh, maybe they'll take it down just for saying Bill Cosby. You can't say his name. I just said it. What, take what it is down. The straw argument. You're the straw man argument you're presenting here, Joe. He's such a tough guy. He's like, yeah, take it down. I said his name. I dare you, <laughs> Joe. There were literally podcasts made about Bill Cosby's trial. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous that you can't freaking make up a joke and, and and say something about something that happened in the news, even if it's negative. You tell me you can't do jokes about Israel because there's a war going on? You Can you not make That's, jokes about it? You know what? It? That's an excellent point. Because I have Instagram. Yep. And I've scrolled... And boy, have I seen, you know what I think most when I scroll through Instagram? I wish more comedians were making jokes about Israel. <laughs> I really wish someone finally had the guts to address this subject. No one's talking about it. God damn it. If only there was a Jewish man in the crowd that they could riff on. <laughs> What a fucking weird thing. You know, all those people whose uh, kids and shit are dying. Why can't we make fun of them yet? <laughs> but, but he chose the most popular topic in culture in the last two months. About Israel. He's like, why is no one talking about this? You tell me you can't do jokes about Israel because there's a war going on. You, can you not make jokes about it? Are you seeing you're in the clubs in New York City? Yeah, people are making jokes about it. Yeah. 
There you go, Mike. <laughs> He's a troll, I'm telling you. Old, old Mikey truth bombs saying, <laughs> yeah, no, Joe, as a matter of fact, literally uh, comedians that have no business talking about Israel versus Palestine are weighing in on this issue. <laughs> it's all, you can argue it's all anyone's talking about. Joe is Brendan Schaub without the CTE. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's probably not a bad comparison. Um, Because with Brendan, there's a little delusion. I think in his heart of hearts, he's an okay guy. Joe? For both of them. Yeah. The only thing, though, is like, no matter what you say about Schaub, he is successful. Yeah, way more than Joe for sure. Yes, and in the grand well, scheme, like, in the grand scheme of broadcasting, I'd say he's quite successful. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Have to, I mean, like, even if people are hating on, you're video, right. Video, yeah, that, you know what? The only what's giving me pause is like his numbers have gone way downhill, but they're but like, still he, huge. He does way better than us, you know. <laughs> still, <laughs> it's his worst videos still get like six figures. Yeah, you know what's funny. Um, on our latest Brendan Schaub video, when we talked about, uh, Toontown, mm -hmm. I am literally in thick boy merch <laughs> and maybe, maybe here's how, you know, maybe we've done our jobs Yeah, because I'm literally wearing this merch that I bought and the comments on the videos, a lot of them are like, oh, nice view count. You're nowhere near Schaub's league. <laughs> like people are mad at me for bashing Brendan Schaub. Can I can I say the most heat I think we may have ever gotten on this program was us talking about cars. What do you mean? I just got like so many, I saw so many comments and shit. Oh, the most like, feedback. You yeah, yeah. Like people yeah, yeah, people yeah. being like, "Don't fucking talk about cars ever again." <laughs> yeah, we turned on, and it would, I was like, you know what? Maybe we've done it. Maybe we've forced people onto Brendan's side. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and, and, Gang, we did it. And you can always tell who doesn't fully listen because we were like, we are not car guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. I was surprised anyone even acknowledged. I'm, my name is Blind Mike. <laughs> I think I'm spending a lot of time on hot rods. I think so. Uh, David, uh, David, right, Collins, David Collins in the chat. Joe Matarese is a household name. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, David, I want to be close to you. Let us be friends. Let me in, damn it. <laughs> uh, next is sports talk. I mean, this is so, you know, on uh, on the Kirk Minahan show, we've talked plenty over the years about how sports talk radio is dying mm -hmm. for various reasons. Um, or radio, radio in general, you could say is dying. But sports talk, a lot of it feels like forced and phony. And I got to thinking when I was listening to this episode, I said, what if, what if some of the great sports talk, you know, what if you took Jim Rome or Colin Cowherd or one of these guys yeah, and you had them concentrate on your local softball league. Okay. Now that has the recipe for some great radio, I think. And that's same guy that I talked about uh, on the other podcast. I think that was last episode or maybe two episodes ago, who came up to me and told me my podcast. Oh, just for clarity, what he's referencing is an episode that has not come out yet, had not come out yet when he's talking about it. It was the following week's episode. Oh, good. So no one listening has any context for what the fuck he's talking about. Without me even asking, hey, he got mad. He calls me Mother Teresa now. 
That's what he called me at the last softball game. He goes, oh, Mother Teresa's here because I was explaining via text because I just get on a fucking tangent sometimes and I'll piss people <laughs> off via text. He's tying up his arm to shoot up. Oh, Mother Teresa over yeah. here doesn't like to have a good time. Yeah, that's <laughs> Nod, what he... Nods yeah. off Mike Albany. He's like, fucking hate you. I was <laughs> so on your Mike. side. <laughs> I was on his side like a second ago. <laughs> Say... And I'm not saying I'm talking from personal experience. Maybe smart of Joe to have a more hateable figure as the second voice in the program. And you know what's funny? When he, fun- like, once that takes off and people are like, yeah, let's fucking hate Mike Albanese, he's going to be like, yeah. we got to help Joe. Uh, Mike Albanese. He's getting too much attention. We got to take him off the show. <laughs> well, yeah, Joe's tinkering never does help the program. No, but- it never does. Just, just stick with it until you find that lane. So just so you guys know, we're going to talk about it again because he brings it back up. But here's what's happening here. He talks about this guy that he that called him Mother Teresa because Joe called him a lazy drunk or something. And this guy's like, fuck you, your podcast stinks. And, <laughs> but he's referencing that in episode three. He's like, hey, you know how I talked about this last week? And I went back to find the story and I couldn't. I was like, this doesn't exist. It's in episode four. <laughs> so he's like hey you know how the last week I talked about this and then next week he's like I got this story about a guy in my softball league so he doesn't even record him in order no yeah I was so I basically said cause oh you know what it was uh, I mentioned in the text I think I was three or four for four in the game before that and I said I took Adderall before the game and I drank a cup of coffee and one of the guys wrote, I got to decide if I'm going to go with the Joe Matarese method and drink the coffee. The and Joe the Matarese method, like he's Mickey Mantle. He is. Oh, for the <laughs> next- Am I going with the Matarese method? Am I going to be like Barry Bonds, Joe Matarese, one of the great performance enhancing drug users of all time? <laughs> no, I, like, I, I hope he like pens a note that, start, that talks about getting blown on like the side of the softball field. <laughs> oh, by the way. We're 20 minutes into this episode when we were talking about this. He has not presented the premise of episode three yet. Nope, not yet. We're getting there. We're getting there. Next game, or I'm going to go with this other guy. I'm not going to say his name. And and get high and drink. And have a 40-ounce high name. Yeah. And I explained to them, because he has a really high average, the guy who gets high and drinks. I think he's leading our team sure. in, in, in batting. So it's your but teammate. I said, and this is why he called me Mother Teresa. I said... You might be leading the team in hitting, but um, drinking and smoking pot, it, that will, de- it's, it's slow pitch softball, as I explained. It's slow. We play high arc. Yeah. I go, it's going to affect you in the field when guys are hitting the ball really hard at you. And he was like, he wrote something like, hey, oh. Hey, gang, if you thought baseball was boring, <laughs> wait till you hear about a guy that went three for four in his Slow pitch softball league. Meanwhile, he's on Adderall. Jesus Christ. Well, saying yeah, that, that's the other thing. He's like, it's slow pitch softball. That's why I get all fucking juiced up to swing out of my shoes. <laughs> well, I hope you're not. I hope you're not slamming my fielding. And I was because I watched him miss two different um, relay plays where like the outfielder, he played, he was playing infield. He would, he was playing second the you know he cut it off and missed the cutoff like did one of these where it like hit off the side of his glove and now he didn't have to play we lost the game and two different times i watched that happen because i was playing the outfield and i'm like here i go i said it's just like driving dude i go no one's a better driver i love these people that say i'm a better driver when i'm high or i'm a better driver when i'm drunk no you're not 
<laughs> That's a fascinating take. I guess, you know what, gang? It's been a hot debate in this country for a long time. And it turns out Joe just shed a little light on it. Don't get drunk and drive. No. Finally, we've gotten an answer on that one. You shouldn't drink and drive, actually. It's actually a bad idea. But Joe, talking about people's batting averages and, oh, this guy, I razzed this guy about his fielding and he was none too pleased with that. It's like, Joe, what is this? Oh, that's right. He can only focus on one topic. So he has to talk about this. We should have Hackride get uh, Red Bar on here for the next one of these we do. I'm a, I, I, I respect Red Bar. I don't want to introduce him to this world. There's too much he could pick apart. That's true. He could kill us. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sensitive boy. I don't want that. I'll, I'll retweet it. <laughs> um, next, we have uh, Roasted. Oh, so this is what I mean. Listen. Uh Joe's not going to deal with some nonsense. This guy said, uh, hey, your podcast stinks, which we'll get to, but uh, which hasn't happened in this story yet. <laughs> but uh, Joe's criticizing, you know, the, the man's... Joe's trying to be, as I've said for many years, when you're in a leadership role, you're kind of striving to be the Rock and Rogan with their crew. That's what he's really trying to be at the end of the day is Joe Rogan leading his, his band of merry men in the gym. And that's what Matt Reese is trying to do with uh, these group of softballers. Well, uh, or as he calls them, the guys. The guys. Uh, this guy called me Mother Teresa when I walked in. And I was like, dude, I was, just, you know, and I'm a nice guy. I, you know, thank God. I take antidepressants too. So it makes me a little nicer. It just kind of does because he was being a kind of a dick to, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. to go up to someone and say, your podcast isn't good. I'm like after one episode and I just went, I just took it. I didn't I'm like, can you believe Joe's better, not used to that at this point? <laughs> I feel like you'd be numb to that. It's like me getting called gay and stuff like that. Always. Some things are just true. Nope. Sometimes that Craig is a minor attractive nope. person. Nope. And Joe Manorese nope. is podcasting. Some nope. things just are. Nope. Some things are so one of those is true. Uh, yes. And, uh, yes. Correct. <laughs> yep. It's at least one of them. just one. Tell me, uh, we'll watch this podcast and you tell me which one it is. Sure. It wasn't, I bet it wasn't even correct for me to take it. Like it was not like, that's something you should be like, dude, what, the, why are you well, like, if someone came up, do you usually, if you said laughing there, that would, we'd have to redo everything. <laughs> laugh it off I was if more focused says on it. what we were talking about a second ago where uh, our buddy uh, visionless Dave replied to Opie's tweet I forgot to mention this and said uh, like Mike's an okay guy but his producer is a uh, gay pink and racist <laughs> and I replied that uh, summarizing Craig is, this would be like summarizing Jerry Sandusky as a gay football coach <laughs> 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 that's quite an understatement you're making visionless Dave uh, no that's what um uh, the the very good show chat just calls me fat, gay, pink, retarded, yeah. racist. All I think the time. a couple yeah. other adjectives should be added based no, on things that have come no. to light. Why change things? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Dick move like that to you? No, I just snap back. You snap back, but in like in a fun way. Oh, I think get that Albany's heat. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I would hate to hear what comes out of Mike Albany's when you cross him. You're right, Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> But in like in a fun way, my rings. Yeah. I did. You know what? My that might have been the worst with, drop I've ever heard in my life. With, he's good with the drops, at least. I mean, he knows it's coming, and he's talking over it. I'll tell Coleman that Coleman's got a long day tomorrow. I'm going to let him know. Make sure when you play those drops, 
Mm-hmm. Make sure people are talking over them and you can't hear them. Yeah, make sure make sure you and Gus talk as soon as you like coordinate before you push the button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Coleman. Next time you play a drop, that should be the one time in the show you chime in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk uh, directly over it. That's just you know the, the best way. Why would he hit the drop there? He paid. I have no idea. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> so do I. Uh, all right, let's get to the. <laughs> Fun way. My rings and yeah. I did. You know what my snapback was? <laughs> Lord. It's literally the loudest drop I've ever heard, too. That, that's what I know would drive Carl nuts. Because Carl, I think, really focuses on like the technical stuff. That would drive him insane if he heard this. The idea of someone playing drop, like just hitting a drop on while you're talking. Fucking madness. <laughs> I told him I You know, that's the way it is. You know? <laughs> What's that? I forgot about that. What was that? I forgot about that drop. That was from Quincy. Oh, let me hear. It sounded like it was from Craig's neighborhood. No. <laughs> I told him, it? I said, don't do a kitty porn. Oh, well, it didn't work, sweetheart. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that why you were standing by the bus stop? Yeah, no, nope, nope. Neighborhood watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> watch yeah helping everybody out 10 a.m make sure in this suburban town <laughs> danger isn't about i was just just walking i was trying to get exercise dude oh now it's exercise i thought it was neighborhood watch because he dyed his fucking he, he had a Great. beard yeah and he cut it into a mustache like mm-hmm. a 70s mustache on purpose and he dyed it really dark yeah to kind of be ironic and funny. And he goes, oh, here comes Mother Teresa. And I go, how long does he talk about the Mother Teresa comment? Quite a lot. Oh, my God. Two episodes. Jesus. He goes, the guy that thinks uh, I party too much. I go, how high were you when you made that mustache choice? Perfect. That was what I said. Oh, 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 Joe, you son of a bitch. Got him. This guy, I hope a grave has been dug for him already, because there's going to be a funeral for this son of a bitch. I party too much. I go, how high were you when you made that mustache choice? Perfect. That was what I said. Nice. But he laughed. I always like an insult, like, where we don't don't know the person. It's just a, a, a random guy from your softball league, and it's a visual joke. So it's doubly incoherent. I just realized I, I cut this clip right in the middle of another Albanese drop. Oh, boy. Mustache well, hey, listen, choice. Perfect. That was what I said yeah, back to him. But it, he laughed. You know what you want? <laughs> I stopped it too soon. That's an intention getter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always good to be like, listen, uh, over Thanksgiving, someone was kind of giving me shit, and I was like, Nice shirt, buddy. And I mean, you don't know what the shirt was like, but I really got it. Like, no one had mentioned it yet. So, yeah, I guess you had to be there. But it was pretty funny. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it's a great was method to do it, you know? one of the best people to have ever been <laughs> on this earth. We, we hear that one again? Why don't we use these drops? I forgot they were here. This is another. This was uh, Richard Ojeda reading Craig's diary. No, that's not true. Hitler was one of the best people to have ever been. On this earth. Do you earth. believe it? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> that was a Warthog special. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't know if we ever talked about that. That's not a terrible Castiglione. I mean, you, you know what I'm doing, at least. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. <laughs> you know. What other drops do we have? Um... 
can you please kindly f off? Oh well, please. of course. Yeah. Finger boys. <laughs> hey, go watch. Uh, Everybody knows we're lame. Which for some reason, Menders put out at the same time. I couldn't even tweet about it because I was trying to get people to watch. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I saw that. I don't know why they put it out at the exact same time. Which, if you did it on purpose, it's kind of funny. But was there a ratings battle? I'm sure. Yes, I don't know. I didn't. I, I haven't checked. The, it's hard to know what the numbers would be the night before Thanksgiving. But yeah, you're like Rick Rude um, being on Raw and Nitro on the same night. <laughs> someone said. Uh, someone said. I tweeted about it, and someone said, "Boy, this reminds me of when Bob Saget was on Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos." <laughs> uh, How's that hit you? Right. <laughs> oh, that was uh, Kimmel. <laughs> Who was he roasting in that one? Uh, Trump, I think. Oh, it's got to be, yeah. yeah. How's that hit you? How's that hit you? Blind Mike. The- Blind Mike, who used to work for Barstool. Nah, Blind Mike. Yep, that one, in, uh, one of my favorite players to cover when he was here was Mike Vrabel. Tell me a Mike Vrabel story. <laughs> I don't see that one applying often. <laughs> never, almost never. <laughs> I think I put it on this board to play it once to qualify for the outro. Okay. All right, back to Joe Matteris. Uh, yeah, we got a show with good drops. Fearless, fearless Joe is the next one. This is Joe, as we've learned today. Joe's not taking any crap here. He ain't taking, which no, I like. He ain't taking no guff. No, okay. I was something uh, I used to do before meds when an audience member would get out of line, get that nasty with them yeah, because yeah. I'm like, I'm on stage. He's, my dad once watched a show and he was like, You're gonna pick the wrong guy, he's gonna want to kick your ass. I'm yeah. like, Somehow I haven't. I go, I, I know how to but go what out. What the father I, meant is that he paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, these people paid good money for these tickets. Right. <laughs> and you're doing this on stage. I used to have to leave out other doors because I would piss people off that would have a lot of friends with them. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, so this guy will probably. The way he says used to. Him. So that happened often where a gang of men were waiting to beat you up. Yeah. Because you were so cutting with your acid tongue. Yeah, he was like, your tie looks stupid. And they met him afterwards. <laughs> I've got to scurry out the back door. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, so this guy will probably, he'll be pissed at me if he sees this episode. No. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I think that was another drop. <laughs> I just keep cutting it right. Albanese was hot on the drops today. <laughs> just nonstop. <laughs> Finger boys. Was there another Ojeda one on there? No, there no, wasn't. No, um, I no, uh, we weren't. And when I before I changed computers, I have to check that one. There was more drops on that one. Oh, all right, uh, we got any more Matteries? Uh, yeah, we do. All right, we got four more. All right, let's get through these. Uh, oh, we finally did it, Mike. What we got to episode three premise? Oh, Jesus, that was a. <laughs> That was excruciating. So, yeah, we hear all about Joe's softball league and 21. So we got about nine minutes left to get to the premise of this episode. We're about 80% through the episode. That, again, the entire episode is going to be about, I guess. So this episode, which I'm slowly getting to, is kind of about sports and sports injuries and something that I'm going through right now. It was about specifically your softball league. (laughs) Sports now. That's not not a relatable sports topic. There's a reason it's not on SportsCenter, Joe. People don't give a shit about it. I would watch SportsCenter for uh, Beer League, I think. 
would you watch it for the the uh, text chain drama of Joe? Actually, I probably would too. That's what we're doing right now. I was going to say if it's involved, <laughs> that we might have a hit. Yes, I, I guess that's exactly what we're doing. So maybe Joe's on to something. <laughs> we might have a hit here. Kind of about <laughs> sports and sports injuries and something that I'm going through right now as a 56 year old. <laughs> Thank you. That was it. Fascinating episode. You know what I was I was really hoping for is. Uh, what what you wear when a room is a little drafty. <laughs> Can we do an episode on how many times you get up at night to piss? I was really hoping to hear about your aches and pains. That's a great idea for a topic, Joe. I'm 56. You know, my knee, I can tell a day before it's going to rain. <laughs> oh, you should do a podcast about that. Um, <laughs> we're finally on episode four, but if you go by the Terminator timeline was filmed before episode three. Yeah. So now this is the episode where Joe finally gets to that story about the fucking softball guy. <laughs> we haven't heard enough about that yet, but first we got to hear him talking about scolding callers. Okay. Oh, good. So he, this is, this is not quite like I said, when John, like stuttering John scolds his chat, or Kevin Brennan, like they they scold people for not donating. It's not quite that level, but it is like, hey, I'm expecting you guys to participate, and you're not carrying your end of the bargain. We've had no fucking chats today. You see me yelling at these people? It's oh, not yeah. your jobs. Take the week off. It's fine. Yeah. Um, go, go enjoy the day. But if you don't super chat right now, you're fucking gay. You're dead to us. But yeah. no, but but you know, do as you wish. But yeah, just know that in the back of your head. You're not part of the Rock's crew if you don't super chat. But <laughs> you're not part of the guys. But that's on you. <laughs> so far, so far, Dang Lizard, you're part of the guys, dude. He's the only one. He's the only one. But uh, here we go. Well, uh, well, let, let's just get right into it because the, the first subject, and we didn't have a lot of callers this week on the show. We didn't have a lot of... Uh, messages on my social media. I think it was my fault. I put it out, I think on... I tweeted it out and I realized I don't have as many people following me as I thought. (laughs) (laughs) I realized, oh, about eight years ago, everyone kind of decided I'm a joke and they don't respect me. (laughs) So, you know what? We're both to blame at the end of the day. (laughs) Monday, and then I said, you guys, I gave him a deadline of Tuesday... At two o'clock in the afternoon, which I realized. From- <laughs> yeah, get these reports back to me by tomorrow. Um, uh, Nan Cram, <laughs> whatever, uh, from 28 bucks. I heard that. It's about time, Nan Cram. Nan- <laughs> you know, I see you giving Carl $40. <laughs> Nan Cram, not gay. <laughs> Thank you, Nan Cram. <laughs> Some of the regulars, they're like, dude, that was a tight time frame. I couldn't do the con. I'm like, you can't write like what you need. What do you need? Three days to write like a sentence underneath it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that. So I, I apologize. No, I guess I'll have to. This is delusion like crazy. This this isn't their job. Oh, what did it take you a whole day to write? No, I'm doing other things, Joe. Um, uh, someone in the chat says they sent a nice voicemail uh, from some African American acquaintances and Joe never played it Uh, it well he might be behind he might be behind we'll see (laughs) (laughs) 
Interesting. I don't know if we'll catch on to that or not, but we'll see. Instagram, TikTok, all that. So I, I apologize. I guess I'll have to do that with more days uh, leeway. Um, or, I guess if you guys are going to be dicks about it, I'll give you a little more time to do your assignments. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that call might pop up around like episode seven. Seems oh, be, yeah, probably. He seems to be cramming um, in there. But yeah, this is this is Joe saying like, you know, I gave you guys a month to do your book report. And no, it's it seems like some of you didn't even read the book. <laughs> you believe this? What? I mean, what, what? This is this is um, you should be ashamed of yourselves. This is for you guys, really. You know, you're not going to have any content if you don't do it all for me. You believe this? You heard about this? <laughs> just don't do it with you guys anymore and i just i just talked to mike oh go time. back go back i want to hear him like i listen i guess i guess i'll turn this car around and we won't go to disneyland if you guys if you guys don't super chat us we just won't go live anymore you know what i mean i guess this is when uh, my dad did he'd roll down the window and say i guess mike doesn't want any presents this year <laughs> and i'd say no santa please he's lying he's, he's a liar no, <laughs> this man is lying, and that's what all the audience is doing. Joe, I want to hear myself on the voicemail. Come on, please, Joe. All right, dang. I feel famous when you play my voicemails. Dang lizard, two euros. I'm too old to be one of your boys, Craig. <laughs> I like that. You know, no, I never said boys. I said you're one of the guys, dude. One of the guys. Well, yeah. That's what I like about the guys. <laughs> That's what I like about the guys. We say I so. need that in the outro. That's a must. <laughs> Not the more I'm thinking about it. That's a must. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Matt, five bucks. We love Mike. Craig should be nicer to Mike. Thank you, Matt. That is that's true. Craig gives me a lot of gut. Meanwhile, I'm sweeping this guy's crimes under the rug, for Christ's sake. Oh, no, right. see here, folks. All right, there's no crimes to be swept, but had there been, you would be doing... You'd be lifting the rug up and kicking them back out. <laughs> well, the, I think that the people of the neighborhood did that when they called the police. This is not some, you know, Mike observation. This was a town that was concerned about a menace. Biggest mistake I ever made was not doing the uh, the TikTok thing when I'm like, oh, the cops are here. I better start recording this. <laughs> that's that's a lot. A lot of these a lot of these people. They always the biggest mistake, not covering their tracks. <laughs> I never think it was committing the atrocities. I didn't do anything. I walked away from the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll have to do that with more days uh, leeway. Um, or I just don't do it with you guys anymore. And I just I just talk to Mike the whole time, which is what I'm going to. You don't want that, these, do you? <laughs> uh, these, these episodes coming up. You want up. more but Mike Albanese? <laughs> you guys want more of this guy? <laughs> you know you heard his fucking Cosby story. <laughs> Yeah, the show could be like, you know, I don't know, just a bunch of like, you know, I think Mike Albanese, he's pretty good, and I think he might be the best producer I've ever seen in my life. I just like the idea that Joe is like, okay, I guess if you guys aren't going to call in and leave voicemails, you also don't want ice cream. Uh Uh-oh. And everyone's like, no, Joe, come on, we want ice cream, we'll be good. (laughs) We'll stop. We're sorry. Um, we got someone in the chat saying that Joe's deleting comments. Oh, Joe, no. Uh, can you get some proof of that, please? That'd be nice. Send it my way. We got to see if this is true. The only thing, so I, we had this once where someone was like, oh, Mike deleted my comment. 
We've never deleted. I don't comments. know if sometimes YouTube deletes them. Uh, it depends on maybe like if you use a certain word you, that rhymes. Yeah, if you use no, no words by yeah. there. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, a definite, a definite word that gets deleted is anything that rhymes with bag. Yeah. You, know, you know, that one Not gets anything. Just the one that Craig just, says. Just the one <laughs> that will get, um, uh, terminated. Yeah. So I don't know if, if there are like slurs and stuff, YouTube might delete it, but, um, I hope Joe's not doing that because Joe, you need that. You need to be the one I've been trying to get Tom Myers and all these big stuttering John, all these people to embrace. You got to embrace the trolls. That's what your life is now, buddy. <laughs> if you want an audience, you need to embrace those guys. Definitely. I mean, not again, not if they're going after his fucking family or something, you know, but if they're just making a making sport of you, that's fine. Right. Um, next we have, uh, in fact, can I say for the algorithm, Joe, you should be replying to those people. Right. And saying, hey, nuts to you, buddy. Right. That's um, how you boost the algorithm. Uh, next, we have <laughs> Working Blue. <laughs> oh, good. I hope we're going to start getting a little, uh, Joe's going to get a little crass here. Mike, I, I, I don't know if you, these are things you can't relate with, some of these things. Um, and the first big one is my wife went out of town. On Monday, mm -hmm. uh, 8 a.m. flight. Mike, you wouldn't be able to wrap your fucking mind around that. My wife left for a couple days. My wife had a couple just much needed days off <laughs> from carrying the family on her shoulders for years. Uh, dang lizard, five euros. Uh, Mike, you're just like Detro's wife letting Craig's kids starve because you didn't see nothing. I know. I know. <laughs> um, uh, the episode he did on his kids being on his cell phone had a fake comment about someone's kid constantly live streaming while driving and staring into the chat instead of at the road, and it got deleted. That's nothing. Yeah, I don't know. That's straight. Joe, I, ho I hope you're not doing that, Joe. Are you just deleting from us? Are you deleting funnier jokes about the topics you're talking about, Joe? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on. You can't be like that. <laughs> Florida, and she doesn't get back till Thursday night. Now, I always think it's going to be not a big deal, and big it becomes deal. so fucking hard. My brother is giving me a note on the podcast, by the way. He's like, you're too clean. You need to be dirtier. He literally said this. My brother's nine years younger. You, why don't you? you oh, hold don't on a second. Can you tell that was clearly that was in Joe's head? Because he goes, it's so fucking hard. <laughs> by the way, I got a note recently that I should curse more. <laughs> so, yeah, Joe, it was pretty obvious that you screamed fuck at us because your wife was on vacation. <laughs> He's like, you're too clean. You need to be dirtier. He literally said this. My brother's nine years younger. You, why don't you? You don't curse. You don't talk about eating. Put like um, I, I, I guess I don't. I didn't even realize it. Is, is it maybe, weird to, for your brother to not hear you talk about eating pussy? I, it, Fair point. That's Mike. a good. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, that's very weird. I don't hear you talk about licking your wife's box enough. Who I've known for many years and is the mother of my niece and nephew. A cycle Cleveland in the chat just says, quote, I got a note from my cunt brother. <laughs> that I ain't fucking talking about you suckers enough. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, we're at our last clip here. 
So here's what fucking Joe is going to do. <laughs> He's going to listen to some of these goddamn notes from these fucking nosy people. These pussies that keep talking shit to Joe. He's going to fucking address it. Uh, this is the last clip we have of Joe uh, notes. Well, so I like this. So this is what Joe, this, this sums up Joe greatly is that his brother was for some reason, apparently his brother is as out of touch, if not more than Joe, <laughs> because he's like, you should say the F word more on your podcast. I don't know. How, I've never heard that note from anyone. Like the only, I, I could honestly, I could see you saying it like, Hey, you curse too much. It seems forced or whatever. Yeah. You need to curse more. What possible advantage would that be? I've I've been told to curse less before. I, that I, that I can understand. Yeah, but curse more. I don't understand. But Joe takes notes from if you're a human being, you have a who's had who's given feedback on Joe, he'll respond to it. <laughs> he'll take he'll take it to heart. And uh, so it's like, can I can I take notes from that guy? Then I had another guy. Can I write guy. down some fucking notes? <laughs> some cunting notes. <laughs> can I get some ball licking paper so I can write some what fuck notes? What <laughs> fuck notes is funny. <laughs> Maybe you should do that. <laughs> Oh, if you start talking like that, it'd be my favorite show ever. <laughs> so and, I'm uh, splooging so like- all over the paper with ink. <laughs> 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 Taking these douche cunt notes. <laughs> my fucking slut daughter. Just <laughs> <laughs> and Can my I- bitch son walks in and he's like, Dad, I've been fucking texting again. <laughs> Dad, that cunt mom stole my fucking phone. <laughs> that horse sliz teacher took my phone away. And I says, what's your fucking language, you pussy? <laughs> I says, you tell that gas you'll fucking text when you want, bitch. Can I take notes from that guy? Then I had another guy. I'm getting on a side note, but... I think people also, you know, if you start to listen to everybody's comment when you're podcasting, you're fucked. Yeah, right? so. Yes, Joe. <laughs> so, okay, then. Maybe take take that advice and stop talking. He really pulls out a scroll with every comment that he doesn't like. Item one. <laughs> <laughs> Item one, the show. <laughs> now, they seem to not like that I'm doing a show in general. Your thoughts. <laughs> uh I had another guy that I play softball with last night. He's fucking obsessed with this shit, dude. He, he's, this guy drove him nuts. <laughs> nuts. But he's like, well, listen to this. I so mean, we kind of, we, we, we just got the gist where he's like, yeah, this guy said my podcast thing. Listen to the context of how this all transpired. Just like this. Like, I got him with that fucking mustache comment, though. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he doesn't hit the cutoff, man. So, so naturally. I spent 45 minutes berating him. <laughs> so Yeah, he missed the cutoff, man. So naturally he's half a, whoa, Joe, you can't say that. <laughs> Come up to me. Just, 
I don't understand why these people do this. You have anyone just come up to you and critique? I didn't ask for a critique. He just walked right up to me on the song. My show's that bad. It just happens. Hold on. <laughs> he's also lying, which I'll get to in a moment. But, but he's like, yeah, people, isn't it crazy? Do you, he's, I like that he's asking other people. He's like, do you ever have this happen to you? Does somebody just walk up to you and say your podcast stinks? <laughs> no, that's a pretty unique problem, Joe. <laughs> walked right up to me on the softball field in between we're like going out to play defense and he goes oh listen to the podcast and he made a face i go <laughs> i'm like here it comes and he goes yeah you know i wanted to i wanted to like it i wanted to like it and uh i it watched feels like can i if i can uh i wanted to mm. like it <laughs> that's such a great i love this guy but this guy should be doing a podcast <laughs> but that doesn't feel natural. What would feel more natural is if Joe said, what do you think? What did you think about it? It doesn't feel natural for someone to go, Hey, I listen to your podcast. No one says anything. There's some pause for some undetermined amount of time. And then the guy's like, like Joe's just staring at him during this time. <laughs> He's like, uh, you going to continue Blankly? that? <laughs> you going to continue that thought? <laughs> yeah. Hey, fuckhead. Don't treat, What'd the, you think of it? And the guy's like, don't treat me like Mike Albanese. <laughs> I watched 10 minutes right, so end it and I go, dude, it was the first one. Give it a second. Give it a second. And I'm sitting here going, I probably could never, I couldn't get along with this guy. He's going to probably see this episode and I'm going to be on the team with him. It's another beauty of podcasting. It, it fucks up things in your life. Yeah. I've had it fuck up comedy gigs. If I say one thing about a comedy club, it gets back to the gig and then they never <laughs> want to I use say, me again. If I say that the, the venue is a horrible place to work, all of a sudden they don't want to book me there anymore. <laughs> you believe that? It's the damnedest thing. <laughs> I gotta see. All I did is trash this venue one time. <laughs> so, um, the episode that he's talking about had 350 views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the odds that someone you play beer league softball with? <laughs> well, Craig, it's interesting. Was that the end of the clip? Because I'll tell you. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, let's see. He might tell you. If not, I'll, I'll fill in the blanks. Because that's actually, that's an astute observation, and I have the actual answer for you. Oh, good. I love that. Comedy <laughs> gigs, if I say one thing about a comedy club, it gets back to the gig, and then they never want to use me again. This guy's going to hate me. I'm not going to say his name, but he didn't like the podcast, and I don't know what to tell you, dude. You know, we're not alike. <laughs> we're not alike. <laughs> what the fuck? You know? too edgy for you. You hear how much I curse? I do enjoy, though, that he's like, yeah, you know, this place that pays me to go tell jokes doesn't like when I say bad things and how bad it was and this experience was shit. <laughs> Whether it's this guy in my softball team or the comedy clubs I work for, <laughs> no one seems to like what I'm doing. <laughs> I tell one person my wife sucks at cooking and now she won't cook for me no more. Let's wrap this up. That was it. Okay, so I'll tell you then, because I'm excited to tell you. I'm excited to hear this. <laughs> because Joe is acting like he stumbled into this criticism, like this guy randomly found his podcast. You're right, only 350 views. How did this guy even know Joe was doing a podcast? Well, I know exactly how, because he revealed it later in the episode. Oh, good. As you mentioned, you heard, we heard a lot about the group chat that happens with the softball league. Oh, right. Uh, when okay. episode one dropped. Mm-hmm. Joe texted everyone and said, please listen to my podcast. Oh. So then the guy goes, yeah, I did what you told me to listen to it, and I didn't love it. And Joe's like, the audacity of this man. So I got to be honest. So 
if I'm in, say we're in a group chat, right, Mike? And I send yeah. uh, an episode, not asking anyone to be on it. I'm just sending one that I did. It's almost yeah. like I'm asking for feedback. It's literally what you're doing. Yeah. It's saying, listen to this so I can get all of your thoughts. <laughs> can you tell me what you did like, what you didn't like? I need to know. Poor Joe. I oh. sympathize with the feeling. He's so desperate for people to like him. Yeah. Now, what, he, what he's really doing there is like, could you guys tell me this was good, please? You don't even have to listen to it. Just say, good job, dude. Keep it up. Yeah. Tell, could you tell me how great this was? It doesn't matter if you listen or not. Just tell me it was awesome. Just please. That's all I need. Or I'm going to fucking get rowdy in here. <laughs> just like my brother, just like my dickbag brother wants me to. Oh, every episode is dropping in views. Poor guy. Well, we're trying to boost that up. Go watch Joe Matteris. Go watch his show. Yeah. Go watch his show. Yeah. And if you see anything interesting, let me know what the timestamp is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe we, I don't know. If we'll check back in on Joe next week, but we'll see him in the future. I'm sure at some point. Yep. Um, is Hack Ride waiting for us or should we get out of here? Uh, I didn't send him the link. Whoa, he's not going to like that. Well, I, uh, he asked in the chat, should uh, I come on this week or take a week off? And oh, okay. Well, there, he, can, he, can, he can hop on next week. There was no response, so I went, that must be the no. <laughs> oh, no, that was not me ignoring him. Oh, there was. I genuinely didn't see it. He said that to me? Yeah, me and you. Oh, and no, I, Hack Ride, I apologize. That was not my uh, intention. Well, now we know. So before he's he's already cut angry clips. I can tell. <laughs> I can just I just know. You know what he's mad. No, no, no. I, I swear to God, I was literally like waiting for him to pop in. But uh, no. Well, we had David Collins this week, so Hack Ride next week, maybe. You know. Yeah, that's right. Everyone misses. All him. right. Uh, go follow Hack Ride. By the way, he's getting close to that, like a thousand. Uh, the reason I pointed out is like a thousand is usually the goal to get monetized on YouTube. He did he's pretty close. He got he got there very fast. He got monetized. Before, is he at a thousand uh, subscribers? Yet? I don't know yet, but I know he did get monetized. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of his Twitter or something. Either way, go follow Hack right everywhere. If he calls, has been in here the whole time. <laughs> has he? He's in the chat. He just said, "Great broadcast." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David. We I love David Collins. He's, he was great today. He's delightful. I hope the people enjoyed him. <laughs> they better have. Um, so go follow da- yeah, go follow David Collins, 30 minute half hour show everywhere you get podcasts. Go follow Hack Ride. Um, I did hear the whole report. You familiar? The whole report? Yeah. No. Oh no, I did I didn't hear the bony <laughs> show yet. That is on my queue. <laughs> I believe it came out on Thanksgiving. So yeah. you can go watch the whole report. That's on Hack Ride's YouTube. I thought you were saying something else. I was like, oh, it's spelled different. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, follow those boys and uh, follow us if you wouldn't mind. Wherever you get podcasts, you get the Blind Mike Project. Why are you laughing? Who are these socials? Those are all the shows I host. Uh, you can find all the links uh, anywhere you get podcasts. The easiest way is to go to blindmike.net and uh, all the links are there for you. Subscribe on YouTube if you wouldn't mind. I'd still like to get to 5,000 uh, subscribers by the end of the month. I don't know if we'll get there. I mean, I'm sorry, by the end of the uh, year. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. It'll be close. Uh, you know, boost the, send it to a friend, as Richard Ojeda says. Put it in your group uh, chat. Say, uh, send get, get the link to the, the yeah. YouTube and put it in your group chat. play softball in October, apparently, which is a little <laughs> odd. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you play softball or you know you're in any other sort of men's league, send them uh, the link to this episode. 
and see if they enjoy it. Yeah. And let us know the feedback. Let us know if we should curse more or whatever. Yeah. Um, so go to blindmike.net for all those links. I would say, or right, and you can become a YouTube or Patreon member if you'd like. We appreciate that. And uh, I would say go to verygoodshow.org. Apparently nothing is there. I've just been an asshole promoting that. <sighs> but if you want to see the remnants of what was once a podcast, go to verygoodshow.org. We just had our fourth birthday episode. It's there. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. We've been around for four years somehow. <laughs> so, you guys celebrate every year? Uh, uh, in a mocking way, kind of. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, actually, the last episode. So uh, Tim is homophobic but doesn't admit it, and his brother's gay. Whoa! And, yep. So what happened was I, I put smell a sitcom. So I put out I put out the link so anyone on the Patreon could join and just kind of tell us how shitty the show's been for four years. That was what it was. But his brother came Good. on and we just asked him a bunch of questions about being gay, and uh, Tim didn't <laughs> didn't like it. Did he say to you, Craig? It's kind of like what you do, but but bigger. <laughs> no, that's not what he said at all. <laughs> Regular sized. <laughs> He said, Craig, you know how you like... Uh, you eat... You know how there's full-size Snickers and yeah, yeah. there's the fun size that you give away on Halloween? Yep. Um, he he actually said to me at one point, he's like, Craig, you know how you, you have uh, of-age women? And I was like, yes, thank you. Uh, he's like, well, I do that, but with guys. That was, that was exactly what he said. I don't believe that. But uh, you guys go, <laughs> go look for the timestamps for that one, I guess, because I don't think you're going to find it. <laughs> go to regularshow.org. Uh, support the boys. We appreciate it. And, uh, or the, uh, you know what I should say? The guys. The guys. <laughs> the fucking guys, dude. Twinkle Support the guys. Cause we're just a bunch of guys trying to get things done here. Uh, uh, so we appreciate you and, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Thankful for all of you that watch and we'll talk to you guys next time. And we have a mean transition. Sappers through the way, everyone all the way. Now this is very interesting to, now really ladies, if you listen in and men, and everybody in between. If I tell you you've got a homicide, buddy, you've got a homicide. I hope that you're from you soon. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American. Until then, have yourself a great day, and as always, rock on. Stop the baloney, huh? What kind of statement is that? I wrote it. One of my favorite players to cover when he was here was Mike Vrabel. Tell me Mike Vrabel's story. <laughs> Piss on him. All right. 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 Can you please kindly F off, please? If a person is on a bridge threatening to jump, how do we know that he wants help? Anyway. God bless America.